The Incomparable. Number 176. January 2014. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Snell. And uh, it's it's a happy new year. Happy new year. This is our happy new year episode. We're going to look back on 2013 and ring in 2014 with the traditional uh, clips from past episodes as well as our things we liked in 2013. So it's not just a clip show. Uh, it's a clip show plus new material. We hope you will join us. I am joined by everybody who's ever been on the podcast. <laughs> um, let's just we'll we'll call a little roll call will happen now. Scott McNulty. Present. David Lore. Present. Dan Morin. I'm here. Yay. Erica Ensign. Present, but not accounted for. That's how you pronounce her name, by the way. John Syracuse. Still looking for <laughs> Stephen Fry. Uh, Tony Sindelar. Reporting for duty. Steve Lutz. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Did I miss anybody? Is there anybody I... Greg Noss is here. Hi, uh, Greg, Greg Noss, Noss. Are you out there? <laughs> Great. I, I have a lot of experience knowing when I'm not wanted at a party. So. All right. <laughs> here we go. We're going to talk about things we liked and things things we uh, uh, liked the podcast. Things we liked out in the world. Um, I want to start by reading a few uh, comments from our listeners because our li- listeners. Oh, please wrote don't in. screw those guys. <laughs> and uh, said thing said things they like. Listener Elliot said, I'm not into D&D, but those episodes were some of the funniest and most memorable shows of all of the podcasts I listened to this year. Elliot, seek help. <laughs> he especially liked anytime <laughs> cutting words were used. Oh, who doesn't? Excellent. Yeah. Love and, those cutting words. And uh, anytime Carlos did fighting, which I... I <laughs> was that, many, was that some, funny? Some... That's serious business when Carlos the Dwarf fights. What are you talking about? When he does fighting, sure. This guy's sick. That's good. So thank you, listener Elliot. Um, listener Drew said this year was great. My favorite show was number one thirty eight, part two of the D and D campaign. I've never even played or seen D and D before, but you made it hilarious and engaging. He also has praise for Phil Michaels in his two episodes this year in the of the old movie club, and then of course he was also in our uh, our, our holiday music episode. Um, and so thank you thank you listener drew listener drew uh by the way is the guy who sent i don't usually it's a lot of extra work for me to find the best uh quotes and clips of the year because i have to remember uh what they are if i want to bring them up and if you guys mention them i have to go dig them out listener drew sent approximately 15 20 different things he liked with time code <laughs> i appreciated how many were D transcriptions i think that is you know that is the kind of that's the kind of feedback I want on an internet. This thing you said, time coded and you know, stamped with your initials, that was good. That's, yeah. that's validation right there. Yeah, slash slash is worrisome. It's very close to like somebody following you around writing down everything you say during the year and at the end saying, Here is the stuff that I liked of what you did just in the Is year. that a service that I can subscribe to? The rest of the time you could really shape up a little bit. That yeah. made me very happy because when I'm playing D and quite often will just jot down or even just tweet the funny things that are that are happening around me so it made me happy that somebody else does that too yeah yeah he he it's great and and there will be clips in this episode that will be i think just based on his notes because why not so so in fact let's just do it hey listener drew really liked some dnd clips let's listen to some funny dnd clips now let's listen Ooh. Everybody is welcome at Pancakes House, uh, the House of Pancakes. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> is it international? <laughs> I'm not not really comfortable with that. <laughs> fighting insects. 
Uh, I'm not too hot on writing birds either. Come to think of it, <laughs> what'd you have in mind? I have a lot of. I have some some pretty sweet kanks. Uh, I also <laughs> is that is he hitting on us? <laughs> that, that friend is a little too personal. <laughs> I'm so... proud of my kanks. I'm not shy about it. I have the best kanks in tour. I'll show you my kanks if you like. You can touch them. If you don't believe me. Rector still has a gun in his learner's permit, you know. Uh, well, I guess you can all you would all know how to ride uh, domesticated animals. How much can we get if we leave the three keen with you? <laughs> would he count as a deposit in some way? This is well, a bad idea, folks. Is is he is he mountable? <laughs> <laughs> Eminently. Is he, is he ever? Is she? Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> One o five, and I don't walk away. I'm not walking away. I live here. 102. I don't, I don't send you out. This is my place. I'm not walking away. Where was I when you guys were handing out all this I, money? I, uh, I, think that was I don't know. Oh, yeah. Doing whatever mysterious I crap you do. Learning to read. Oh. <laughs> From wherever it has been stored, he has a very hefty maul, which is like a big Oh, hammer. we know a hefty maul. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you went shopping there on the weekend? Uh, it prefers yeah. to be called husky. Uh, plus size. Uh, what you what appears to be a large hulking uh, minotaur shape, and you hear very faintly above the howling wind hey, your name. Dumbass. You're pretty sure someone's at the end of this rope, <laughs> and that's about all you know now. Oh, I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> There's nothing like being cradled in the soothing arms of you know four <laughs> four of them giant yes. insect arms. I am cradling right. the hell out of you right now. Is it a one? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what you need. Jason, way to follow orders. Good job. No, no right. more effort than needed. That's that's <laughs> like that's like you're like a union mole. I'm maximizing. <laughs> yep. Hello, I'm Jason, and my character tonight is. I'm going to reveal a new thing about Don't Carlos. His, thing. Carlos. Carlos, oh, the dear. dwarf. No. His middle name Don't is reveal. Danger. No. no. Danger. Oh. Vetoed. Dwarf yeah. is my last name. Yeah, yeah. he's Carlos de Mole. <laughs> yeah. No, Carlos de Dwarf the Mole. The Mole. That's very Dwarf is a family name. Well, you've got my vote. So is Danger, actually. My mother's maiden okay. name was Danger. <laughs> Let's let's uh, go on to uh, listener Brandon, who uh, said his favorite episode was the radio drama episode one thirty three. That's very nice, and he described it the episode Star Wars episode one review as painful but necessary. <laughs> it's like like uh, like, like, a, like a, a medical yeah. procedure, Un- yeah. unlike the movie itself. It's like having a tumor excised. Yeah, yeah. I, we all feel better that it's that it's all been done, but it was not fun. I like how we all went to our area of expertise there. I went with colonoscopy. Greg went with I probably have cancer. <laughs> we all have our we all have our moments. Um, keep doing the drafts. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Of course, we're going to keep doing the drafts. Come on, Brandon. Um, and and also he likes the D and D and finds it fascinating. This is a theme in many of these letters. Is I don't really understand D and D, and I I never done it, but I find it strangely appealing. And you guys certainly aren't helping no. me understand. I was going to say you're not going to learn anything about D and D by watching or listening to our podcast. I don't understand why they enjoy it. So it, it's kind of even. To clarify, when I said uh, send help here earlier, I meant send us help because Jason won't let us leave. <laughs> 
<laughs> Has anybody who really understands D&D and plays it uh, responded that they like those? Besides me, because that was one of the things I was No, I think say. they're too busy playing D&D to actually yeah, listen to, to us. Listen to podcast. <laughs> oh, that could be. They may have cracked it. They would be disgusted by your performance as a party. <laughs> yeah, this is I true. Mean, <laughs> I'm disgusted. So. Uh, so we'll get back to some more listener uh, feedback in a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to use it all now, uh, nope. but I, I do want to go around and get everybody's thoughts about what they liked. And let's start with Greg Noss because I forgot him earlier. Hi, Greg. <laughs> what are your Hi, thoughts? Jason. My, do you mean favorite moment from the podcast? Yeah, favorite moments from the podcast and and from life, or at least from things that you like. Do you like? Do you, I'm taking. I don't have any favorite things. You're in life. taking. Oh, it's the first in the first pick in the incomparable <laughs> 2013 <laughs> episode draft. Greg, I'm, Noss. I'm, taking, I'm taking Syracuse off the big board. Oh no! My very fa- my very favorite moment on the podcast was the Phantom Menace two parter, and just the sentence that's the take they kept when he was talking about the kids <laughs> rushing up to Anakin, because that sums up everything that's wrong with Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I was thinking back to our radio play episode when I was watching this, and I'm What's like, that? <laughs> Ren would not let us get away with line readings like this, and we are not actors, yeah. and we have a budget of zero dollars. And yet, I was thinking particularly of the many the many places in the script where I imagine there's an M dash after someone's dialogue, and another person interrupts them. And there were a couple there, yes. of those in our radio play <laughs> yeah. script. Where they, and they it's, stop. Not, it's not they rocket stop. science. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Is it rocket science to do those right? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think you need no. to be. An... <laughs> well, there's two possibilities. Either Lucas didn't care or he thought the readings were just, just dandy. <laughs> yeah. And my best yeah. guess is that he just he doesn't know how people actually and, talk. And sometimes they're good. And sometimes they're good around. actors. Like Natalie Portman has lines and you know, she's a good actor, but she does a reading where she's just like she just came out of her trailer and she just woke up or something from a nap and she reads a line and it's terrible. And that's the one they go with. Right after Anakin wins, watch his friends try to high five. Oh yes, and that is that is twice. the most awkward. That is like, awesome. And then the thing about that, I showed. I, I tried twice, twice. I paused it. I paused it and showed this to my wife because I couldn't believe she hadn't seen it. And I'm like, has that scene? She's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't you don't know that scene. That is the like the thing is that's the take they used. I think about that and I just shake my head because when Ren was saying like they must have been fed bad line readings, I was thinking that he did everything in one take and like that's it. That's the one we're using. Like that's the one you're using. That's the one. The guy in the mask couldn't see the kid and it's like three abortive attempts to high five and it's just the most awkward it's the most awkward thing i've ever seen on film and that's the take they use like they, you could have cut it out of the movie there's no reason for it to be they're like nope that's the take we got it in one next next it's setup. a microcosm of the entire film george lucas had the time and the money and the tech and could have had access to all the talent in the world and he just didn't have any taste <laughs> yeah that single true. sentence sums up everything that's wrong with that movie now i don't want to um uh, not to terrify people, but I believe in this episode last year was when I declared that we were going to do episode one in the coming Uh-oh. year. So I'm just going to say it, episode two, it's going to happen. No. Oh, no. <laughs> the clones, they're attacking. <laughs> I know. It's going to happen. It's a moral imperative now. We've got to keep going. We've, I hate we've, sand, though. I really have to point that out. Greg, do you have any other... Uh, other things, or is that that your that well, your I, <laughs> that that was my single favorite moment? All right, and then the uh, obviously the the incomparable radio theater of the air was terrific, just because I put hardly any effort into it and got to listen. <laughs> you did do that that bad Irish accent. That, yeah, what do you mean bad Irish? That, accent? Good, that good Irish accent, <laughs> excellent Irish. Accent. Well, I, yeah. You know, <laughs> spoil. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh no! Don't oh. start! Don't start! Please don't start! 
You could summon Glenn by doing that. I, if you say it three <laughs> times, three, three times, times. Yes. and he appears. Yeah. No, you have to say it seventy times in order to summon Glenn. <laughs> yeah, no, just keep going. You know what? There has not been nearly enough Glenn on the podcast this year. I agree. He needs. He really needs to stop. He needs to give up on these silly side projects and yeah. get back to what's really important. Kickstarter. Namely, being abused mercilessly for my amusement. By us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. person. I mean, this this proxy abuse is just not, it's not cutting it it's for me. It's not satisfying. I agree. I agree. It's better to beat up on Glenn when he's, in, when he's present. Anything else, Greg? Uh, yeah, well, the I was thinking back to what the podcast introduced me to this year, because you guys consume just a colossal amount of media, and I've basically given up trying to keep up. The first couple of years, you picked all the low-hanging fruit of the classic stuff, and there's still plenty of stuff out there, but I'm overwhelmed even just attempting to follow along. And so I picked one thing that I started doing this year because of the podcast. Shut up, Steve. And (laughs) I don't um, want you to talk about (laughs) I started reading comic books again, and I started with Saga, and I read Lock and Key, and I just downloaded... um, Hawkeye. And I've really, really enjoyed it. And um, my credit card bill on Comixology is a testament to how badly I missed comics and didn't realize it. It's been a couple (laughs) of decades since I collected them. And having them available electronically and just being able to see something, hear about something, buy it right away. And whether on the podcast or not, buy it right away and then start reading it has been terrific. That's good to hear. I'm glad we could do that. That, That's that's sort of the idea, right? Is to find stuff that we're enthusiastic about and have, have people check it out. So that's great. And along those lines, I also read The Rook. I actually edited The Rook podcast uh, before I read it. Thank you, Greg. And I still really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> and you guys <laughs> didn't spoil the most disturbing thing in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't remember that. Good for us. <laughs> no, it's good for us. So, yes, yes. I, I, the, I, I really enjoy the podcast. Every episode, you know, I mean, is, is fun to listen to. But... Um, the things that I took away um, have made my life better. And that's, I can't say that for everything I've consumed this year. Well, thanks, caller. Uh, we'll take the next that's, that's one. Right. Off the <laughs> that's good to, uh, I'll take my answer off the air. All right. That's good. That's good. We started, we started this year with episode 122, and here we are, at, uh, I believe 176 is what this that's one's going to be. ridiculous. So it's pretty uh-huh. crazy. Well, you go, for, if you do one a week for a year, it's 52. And we, I think we ended up with like 53 or 54 because of flash, flash casts and stuff. Yeah. Two thirds of those are D&D and Doctor Who episodes. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Greg, I noticed you didn't mention the episode where you drank a beer and then were incredibly tipsy after one beer. <laughs> that also happened this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. I, I enjoyed that episode quite a bit too. I, yeah, yeah. you would think a man's first beer would be a more uh, landmark moment. You in would his think life. that, wouldn't it you? It wasn't my first beer. It was my first beer that you know this in decade, 2013, <laughs> in the year. Yeah. Uh, sure. And he hadn't eaten anything. Intelligently going to a beer garden while not eating. I enjoyed recording it more than I enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the way beer works. Yeah, that could be. That could also, be. Also, we haven't heard from Twenty Three and Me since then. No, it's funny how that is. I think they're. I think they got some issues of their own now. But <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was that was the best sponsor read I think we've ever done. Um, in a, in a way. Uh, let's go to, uh, Tony Sindelar, who, who, uh, was on many episodes this year, which was very nice to see. Tony, what do you have, uh, what do you have that you liked? Um, so I made a list. I don't know if that's too, you know, 
list. No, that's I, I approve of preparation. Okay, Steve. the list the list is in categories. I've got movies, oh, okay, that's oh, comics, TV, All video right. games, and incomparable episodes. Which okay. would you like to hear first, Jason? I'd like to hear the incomparable episodes first. All right, let's do that. Uh, so the D and D episodes were very fun to be on. I don't totally understand who is listening to them. Um, some of my friends have told <laughs> I, me they listen to them, and I, I worry I told a little you. bit. Listener um, Elliot, like friends Listener who play D and D with me, I feel like they have access to that already, and yet, you know, no, they want to. Um, but those were lots of fun. It's been, uh, I really appreciate all the work Scott put into running those. Um, I really enjoy the uh, Doctor Who episodes, especially with all the kind of uh, 50th anniversary stuff this year. Those were episodes I was not on, but uh, I enjoyed hearing about them. Um, I like Doctor Who, but I'm not kind of at the same level you guys are, so it's it's kind of fun to hear that commentary. The comics episodes were lots of fun. Uh, they, you know, they were. We did Saga and Hawkeye, which I had read and then reread several times. Also, uh, we had Merlin on those episodes. That, that was lots was great. of fun. I now kind of think he's probably a real person and not some kind of shared nerd hallucination brought on by like the wrong mix of coffee and Adderall. But you know, could be either way. <laughs> Merlin has very nice things to say about you specifically, Tony. He says you're our secret weapon. That's what worries me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think what did Merlin say? I think Merlin said something like I was the Adam Lizagor of this podcast, which is yes. like the most <laughs> obscure compliment I've ever received that I could never <laughs> explain to anyone else. But you have a beard now, right? I do not have a beard. Uh and I never could have an Adam Lizagor beard. It's not within me. Um and then I'd also say I really enjoyed the um the book clubs. I the Incomparable is really which again, I'm not on those. The Incomparable has really inspired me to read a lot more than I used to. Um so in the last year I read uh from the book club, uh, The Rook, Dogstar, Night Circus, Ocean at the End of the Lane, and I just started Human Division. Um, and I'm usually way behind you guys. I, I I think I listened to like the first 15 minutes of your episode on The Rook, and you got to the spoiler warning, and I left that paused and like bought the book like three months later, and then read the book, and then went back and listened to the you know last three quarters of it. But I particularly really enjoyed um, uh, The Rook. And um, and Night Circus were were fantastic, and I, I really don't read enough fiction. And just trying to keep up with you guys is greatly increasing the amount of fiction I read. So, do you avoid the episodes until you've read the book? Yes, uh, unless I know I'm never gonna. And uh, you know, I don't usually bother to re- listen to the book ones if it's a book I'm not gonna read. But I usually I might listen the first couple minutes um, to get a sense of what the book's about and if I want to read it. But then I usually I have a lot of stuff paused that like I'll go back to. I'll admit I haven't seen the Superman movie yet. I still have somewhere the uh, you know marked as unlisted. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. but um, <laughs> I you know I'm, I'm a, a superhero enthusiast. I'll, I'll I'll watch it someday for completeness, but but I know what I'm getting yeah, into. I, I, I finally listened to the Remedy episode, and I I wish I'd read it. But I wish I'd listened to it before I read the book. I'm at like uh, you know tenderfoot level incomparable reading. I have not worked my way up to the uh, the thousand you know, page long. The, I'm not reading anything that you could kill somebody with. These are you know I'm sticking to the you know four or five hundred. Not pages. trying hard enough. Yeah, nothing. Wait till you, you know. see the Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking more blunt weight and not content. So you know. So those were uh, episodes that stood out in my mind. And, of course, the, the radio episode was uh, amazing and fantastic and fun. Good job. And uh, th- thank you. And thank you to David Lore, who wrote it. And then um, we invited him in to write an episode, and then he never left and has been on practically every episode <laughs> since then. So it's funny how that happened. He just you won't keep go. Doing things I'm interested in talking I about. I know. It's strange. Yeah, it's, I know. Shocking. It's, uh, yeah. it's peculiar. Tony, what <laughs> things do you like? 
uh, from the other categories that are not no, yeah, yes. in life. Non-podcast like related, yes. Not incomparable related. Oh. You could mention other podcasts. I didn't put those on my list. I do listen oh. to a lot of podcasts on my, my various commutes. Yeah, um, could be here forever. Yeah, we won't do that game. Um, I used Letterboxd to keep track of all my movies this year. And then I went back and looked at it and it's like, wow, I watched some really bad movies this year. Um, <laughs> I struggled to find if there were movies on there that I particularly enjoyed. And it was a pretty short list of... Uh, uh, Pacific Rim and Argo. Um, Dan Morin and I are contractually uh, obligated to watch all the Marvel movies together, so we watched all of those. But I can't strongly recommend any of them. But I'll continue to watch all of them. Uh, I don't think Dan and I knew quite how many there were when we entered into that. You know, death <laughs> pact, suicide yeah. pact. Yes. Uh, comics. Uh, we've already mentioned Saga and Hawkeye. Um, I have also enjoyed um, uh, the Batman New Fifty Two stuff, the Court of Owls and City of Owls, which were they've been out for a while, but were released in trade in the last year. And for TV, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, also, Dan uh, referred me to um, Arrow, which is surprisingly good. And people compare it a lot to uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm watching both of those. And uh, lastly, video games. We talked about on the podcast Gone Home and Brothers, which are, you know, they're still great. They didn't get bad in, in between. Um, and then, you know, I, I went through and I, I play a lot of video games. Um, but probably the one that I can recommend the most in terms of my enjoyment and hours put into it was uh, Monaco. Uh, which I was playing on Xbox, but is also available on Steam, is a really cool, stylized, kind of stealthy kind of game. So that's my long list. Wow. That's great. Great stuff. Let's go to Erica. You are you have only been on uh, The Incomparable recently, but I would love to know what your, what your thoughts are and things you liked from this year. Uh, well, yeah. I, as a newcomer, I, I, I haven't actually listened to all of the episodes from this year, but I did sort of dip back. What? Sample the <laughs> oh. podcast. Get off. <laughs> this is, as everyone knows, this is the only kind of pod. This is the only podcast where you have to listen to every single episode, even if you don't care. You just, uh, it's mandatory. All the listeners know it too. I, I got to go be, because no. you might miss part of the story. Yes, we have a lot of continuity. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's the mythos. Well, I don't. I don't want to miss all the in jokes. That's yeah. That's the thing. Huh. Um, but I, I did. I yeah, went back and such good to- jokes. <laughs> <laughs> start. Glenn is breathing heavily on episode one, and, and then it goes from there. So you just got to start from this the beginning. This podcast is over. I'm still not convinced Steve Lutz is a real person. <laughs> uh, usually, when I discover a new podcast, I start at the present and then go back, yep. like River Song style, and just one by one um, from the beginning to the end. So. It's as if John Syracuse had just cried out and was silenced. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as the incomparable, I did go back and listen to the, uh, radio theater of the air episode and that was, it was lovely. So that was fun. Um, but, uh, to <laughs> jump back into Dr. Who again, I really liked the, uh, the flash cast after the Dr. Who anniversary, which I was not on. And I, I just, it's, it's fun to hear people talking about something that I love so much and kind of breaking it down and noticing sometimes things that I didn't see. So that was great. And I'm totally on board with the D&D listeners. I, I listened to just, just the part four, uh, and that was so hilarious. It just had me giggling. So well done, guys. And it made me miss, miss my, uh, my old weekly, my old twice-weekly D&D group. So if I wasn't moving so soon, I would probably have jumped back on the bandwagon and, and started with, with you guys to blame. Wow. See? People like D&D. Mm-hmm. 
Or no, they like li- listening to us. <laughs> like watching people play D anD. It's not like it's a thing that you can do, like in your own home, play D anD. D poorly. <laughs> it's a different group. It's like how you know the match game was not really about the questions and the answers. It was about the drunk celebrities bantering. I think that's really what we're talking about here with the D anD. D. But but we're not drunk or celebrities. <laughs> and not everybody can play D anD. D at home. I mean, not that's everybody true. has access to a really awesome group of people. You can end up in a, a lousy Neither group of people, and that's not fun. Yeah, I play a lot of D&D, and I do not know any awesome people. <laughs> <laughs> These two things may be connected, Tony. I have one friend who has tried very, very hard to see if he could play D&D by himself by reading the entire rule book. I don't really know where you go from there, so Just I guess there's dirty. people like that. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds sad. There are solo adventures. It is a little sad. <laughs> I think you curl into a little fetal ball and cry. Wow. Okay, so uh, so what else, Erica? What else did you like? Um, I quite liked the episode about time travel movies. I, um, specifically, your description of Primer just had me rolling. Uh, <laughs> Don't you mean Primer? Primer, Let's not yes. get into oh. that. Let's not even get into that. <laughs> Insert clip, clip here of people arguing about pronunciation of Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Oh, that was good. And then I I tried to not put on any episodes uh, on my list because I also have a list. I also did preparation. Uh, I tried to not put on any that I was on because I thought that was sure. too egotistical. But I wow. couldn't help it because I really, really liked the Matrix episode. It was so fun. Yay. And what about uh, what about from uh, like the world? What, are, what were world. things that you liked in the in the world? Uh, well, actually, I, I this year was when I started my own podcast. So that was kind of exciting. Uh, Verity started at the very beginning of the year, right. so I've been talking about Doctor Who all year long. This has kind of been the most Doctor Who-y year of my entire life, um, because like when I was trying to think of things in media that I enjoyed, the first things to jump to my mind were all like Doctor Who, the 50th anniversary special, and the little preview to the 50th anniversary special, The Night of the Doctor, and all of Series 7B. I haven't been this excited about Doctor Who since... I don't know, maybe ever. And then, of course, I got married at a Doctor Who convention. So <laughs> <I see. laughs> yeah. It all comes back around. Yeah, Amazing. pretty much. All right. Mm-hmm. It was a good year. It was. It was a great year. And then probably, oh, and the other thing that I'm super excited about right now, which goes back to earlier in the year and then it has come back, uh, is a, a thing called Awesomely Bad Movies. It's a YouTube series. That uh, it's actually done by a friend of mine named Kyle, who is a, a writer for Nerdist.com. And he talks about movies. There's lots of clips and stuff uh, that are that are bad. But it's it's usually like four or five minutes of just him sort of describing it, clips. And it, it's just hilarious. He's He has a, a, a great and very uh, sharp sense of humor. About I just saw things. one of those recently that was very funny. Yeah, I love yeah. him. All right. Thank you. That was great. Um, who, who, whoever, whoever next, Scott McNulty, nah. how about you? How, how about me? I'm Everybody's already said thank you, you for, thank you for picking all the books that, that I read this year, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't pick all of the books. You did read some books that I do not approve of, but we can go over, okay, we can fine. ignore them. But I read mostly books that, that you told me to read, largely. That, that is true. Uh, and I appreciate How many books did you read this year, Scott? Uh, according to Goodreads, I have read 67 books this year. Oh. But it oh. lies. It, they, who knows? It's actually 90. <laughs> yeah, apparently it is 27,462 pages. Wow. Who knew? 
Who knew? Uh, I didn't know, but Goodreads did. Uh, and I'm hoping to get to 70 by the end of the year, so I need to read three more books. <laughs> That's my goal. I think you've got it in you. <laughs> I think I do, especially since I have the next two weeks off, so that'll yeah. help. Uh, so I really enjoyed... You could make it uh, to 80. I Well, I could, but I'm not that um, ambitious. I enjoyed only podcasts that I was on. <laughs> okay, <so flip> side. <laughs> because uh, that's the way I roll. Uh, speaking of rolling the D and D episodes, uh, I am seamless. Uh, see my segue there. Uh, I'm a pro, people. Uh, this uh, I'm a surprised that anyone is interested in them, uh, and, and I mean that with any panelists were interested in playing D and D over the internet, and then doubly surprised that people are listening to them and seem to like them. It's surprising. Uh, so kudos to everyone who enjoys those. And we will eventually play again, so don't worry. Uh, Hooray! Yeah, and maybe we'll have But we might people. die that time, so that's it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, I make no promises. Does Five's a good number to go out on. It's, it's true. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, Star Trek, the original series episodes. We oh, did yes. the two episodes. Those were a lot of fun, uh, where we uh, discovered... Uh, Leonard McCoy's disturbing uh, salad obsession. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Yes, he's a salad freak. It's true. It's crazy. Salad and foam blocks. It's true. They go great together. Well, there's a moment in the Corbin Might Maneuver, which is the, like I said, the first episode they shot after the two pilots, that uh, Yeoman Rand comes to give him his salad that Dr. McCoy has prescribed, which is very funny because <laughs> he shoots some daggers like, you know, you're, you're killing me. That Even fully formed in the first episode with McCoy, you know, fully formed that relationship and how Kirk is like, oh, McCoy, you're ruining my life. Uh, in, in the man trap, Yeoman Rand delivers a salad to Sulu for some reason. That's what uh, she does. Apparently that was her, her job. Was... Salad delivery. No. Salad delivery. McCoy is insane. McCoy is prescribing salad. If McCoy had his way, there'd be no more meat on the ship. It would all be salad all the time. I always thought they like they shouldn't be eating on the bridge, right? Like it, like that can't be good for the controls. And yet it, yet in Corbin might maneuver um Rand there's comes like coffee up to being the delivered coffee, and, thermos yeah. of coffee is yeah, it confused. It seems like they have real salad and yet when they go to eat anything else it's like foam it's blocks. Like... <laughs> Multicolored foam. Well they have a hydroponics bay. Yeah. They can grow their own salad. Sure. Oh okay. You're not supposed to look very closely at the foam blocks. Salad is, is I mean, again, Dr. McCoy is looking out for the welfare of the crew. If they really want meat, it will be served in block form. <laughs> That's but, right. But you can have a fresh salad anytime. <laughs> and I enjoyed uh, Steve having his perspective and his daughter's perspective on watching the, the original series. So good job, Steve. Yay! Yay us. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I enjoyed our the book club episode where we talked about uh, the apocalyptic uh, novels oh, yes. of the road, and, and we learned uh, the difference Star. between how John and Lex will yes. handle uh, their families <laughs> in an apocalypse, which was <laughs> rather stark. They are quite stark. Neither of those guys is going to make it. So let's <laughs> not if we're anywhere near Lex. Keep your kids away from Lex. Yeah, kids, seriously. <laughs> That's a, a good rule in general. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I I felt like maybe we the father has not made the right decision. That maybe the better way to serve this kid and himself is to put them both out of their misery. I I would hereby offer uh, Alexis' children asylum in my castle. (laughs) And the apocalypse, your father apparently has decided you're not worth saving. You you are welcome to come with me. Well, no, I mean this is exactly you know Jason made the point a long time ago about Robert Kirkman and and The Walking Dead. And Lauren and I have said to each other, himself, yes, right. Lauren and I said to each other that if there were a zombie apocalypse, we would kill all the children than ourselves. Like we're not going to have them go through anything if you know i don't know you have to, you have to be really sure though <laughs> right yes. run kids run. i think i hear a zombie i'll be right back <laughs> you're not even yeah. game of thrones for pete's sake. just a man with a limp like it's <laughs> <laughs> horrible i i objected to the father teaching his son that i think that's a lot to put on his son that kid's head didn't, didn't you just go through how you were going to kill all your kids if you saw a zombie outside your <laughs> yes, window i'll job. kill them but i'm not oh, going to teach them they oh, have si- to kill them simultaneously so they won't have to see their siblings go <laughs> if they can see the kids die am i allowed to say that they can see their siblings die they're only going to have two seconds to suffer from that but i'm just saying i don't want my ki- i'm not teaching my kid to kill themselves Lex will be dead by then, but you know, <laughs> he sees a dust bunny. He's off in his kids. Well, if I'm dead, you can trust that my children are too. <laughs> <laughs> or they're in John's magical castle in England that he's flown uh, to in his transparent you, jet. You see, uh, Minas Tirith. You know, it's built up against the mountain. Yeah, good. Defense. Edinburgh Castle. That's where you're going to be. You're going to be at the top of the Edinburgh Castle in Scotland, up against a mountain. Perfect. That's the way to do it. You can only be attacked by And you'll have a hang glider up there, so if they really do surround you, you can just go see a suckers <laughs> you, and you, you go off in you your hang glider. just uh, retreat into the glittering caves or whatever. That's uh, Helm's Deep. Lex is in New Jersey. Would you even know if the apocalypse came? <laughs> and I enjoyed that episode also because we got to plug my wife's cookbook and blog, yeah. so that's always good. Uh, I'm hoping that she will become rich and famous so I don't have to work anymore. Uh, Why? What are those titles and URLs now? My cu- <laughs> my cupboard, Scott, is filled with uh, canned goods that we made this summer, including some great some pickles and some great jams and jellies, entirely from Marisa's cookbook, which is called Food and Jars. Available at fine bookstores everywhere, or you can go to foodandjars.com. Right for all your food and jars needs. And if I promote it, it's not nepotism. I have right. lots of food and jars needs. Yeah. Oh. I don't. Uh, that's the the the, the yeah, cruel irony is that the, I don't enjoy pickles or jam. So yeah. and I am the, surrounded her, by them. Her Meyer lemon marmalade is the best. I'm going to put that on my list of things I like. I'm going to put something on that's from her book, and we'll, oh. we'll get back there. Uh, yes. What else? Uh, what else, Scott? Uh, I I also liked the superhero draft. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, I like that one too. I approve that choice. And I assembled uh, an unheralded <laughs> team that had never been seen before. So that was quite exciting for me. And then I, I figured I'd pick some books that I enjoyed this year uh, because I've run out of podcasts that I was on. So uh, <laughs> I really liked uh, Ancillary Justice by so, Anne Leckie. So we're going to talk uh, about that next year. That'll be one of the early book club selections next year. Uh, we may it, do a combo with that and the Lies of Locke Lamora, but for people who are listening, I think I think we may read and discuss Ancillary Justice uh, and uh, yeah. So I, I got it on my Kindle. I'm, it's the next book up for me. I'm actually, I just started it. Well, I hope you like it. Uh, and if you don't like it, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, <laughs> The Shining Girls by Lauren Bukes, which I think I, I talked about on one of these podcasts. It's about a time-traveling serial killer. Uh, it's good fun for the family. And uh, the Glamorous History series, which is uh, three books currently, Shades of Milk and Honey, Glamour and Glass, Without a Summer, by Mary Robinette Coel, which is basically Jane Austen 
with magic. Uh, so if you like either Jane Austen or magic, or if in the Zen diagram of magic and Jane Austen, you are in the middle, pick up the glamorous histories. Scott, what is a Zen diagram? Is that like a Venn diagram? <laughs> really chill, chill it's diagram. Yes, they are very calm. It's a diagram that's at, that's at one with itself. It's true. Yeah, they completely Ooh. overlap. It's a exactly. <laughs> I should I should pick those up and read them. I've, I actually have met her several times. She's super nice. I, I read the first one and, and I liked it. I thought it was good. The second and third one is uh, quite different than the first one, but uh, they are good. That's great. So think episodes you were on and books that you read. The, those are the only things I like in life. I would expect nothing less from Scott McNulty. Who? What about pickles? I don't like pickles. He doesn't like pickles. No. <laughs> Sorry, it's not on the list. Cobbler's children go pickleless. It's not. It's not on the list. No, I, I have access to a lot of pickles. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm very. He does a lot of solo adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Master of his own dungeon. John Syracuse, tell us what you uh, what, what you liked this year. I don't, I don't like this guilt tripping about only picking episodes that you're in because I I, <laughs> I justify it by saying that I I like talking about things more than I like hearing other people talk about them because when I hear other people talk about them, I want to join in the conversation. All, all perspectives are welcome here. Why are on this podcast here at the end of the year, beginning of the year? And when other people talk about things, they pronounce things wrong. So he's really <laughs> yeah, upset about and, that. And there's that. Uh, but actually, I'll start with two episodes that I was not on. For my uh, uh, top episodes, That's and that was very generous uh, of you. Yep, one twenty six, a dark, dark Narnia, and one fifty four, Seahorse on Line One, uh, because as has been mentioned by others already, uh, they got me to read uh, comic books, which I'm not into comic books. I still don't really like them, but uh, having them on Comicsology and just to be able to tap buttons on my iPad got me to read all of Lock and Key, which I erroneously thought had been com- the series had been completed when <laughs> I heard that episode, and I was saddened to learn it was that so they, close. That, it wasn't so close. I had to buy individual issues for the last, you know. So yeah, that was so that was tough. And that just that just wrapped up what a couple of days ago. Yes. So well, as as people hear this podcast a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, it's in mid December is when it wrapped up. Yeah. So uh, so that was good. And like a- after I read, like even just after I read volumes one and two, uh, I wanted to be on an episode of The Incomparable to talk about Lock and Key. But you already did the episode <laughs> without me, it. and that's how I got. So this is the, t- the terrible you can play the of... episode back and just talk over it. Let's we can yeah. we can do a commentary a commentary edition where uh, where we just we do a, a rerun episode with John's comments inserted. You can let us know where we were all wrong, and we won't be able to say anything. We had some kind of Doctor Who thing where the second time we do the episode, uh, I'll be on it because I had read it in the future and then it came. It, it'll all work <laughs> out. All right. Uh, and same thing with Saga, which is, is ongoing. Um, and I'm trying to hold off on that one and wait for the, what do you call them when they're in comicsology? They're not trade paperbacks because there's no paper. And Well, they call them digital trades, I think, or collections, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm volumes. trying to wait for the collections and those. And I, and I also got Hawkeye and started reading that. And I, I do not like it as much as you guys did, mostly because I probably don't have the vast background in comics that is required, despite having listened to all you guys talk about Hawkeye and everything. But anyway, the comic book episodes did get me to read one whole comic book series to completion and one that I'm keeping up with. And that's more than I'd ever done before. So that was that was something new and interesting this year. Wow, somewhere uh, out there, Merlin Man's heart just, uh, you know... Well, he, he sent me some comics to try to get me into them, but he sent me, like, some old X-Men comics, and they were not to my liking. And I still <laughs> I still don't like co- the comics as a medium. It's not my thing, because when I read uh, Lock and Key, I wanted to read that Stephen King book instead right. of reading the comic mm-hmm. version of it, because it is, you know, I, 
it is so a Stephen King novel in graphic form. It is. Uh, and I like Stephen King novels, which is why I really like Lock and Key. I think it's of, of the 1.8 uh, comic series I have read, Lock and Key is my favorite. So there you go. <laughs> <All> right. Um, <laughs> Uh, the other episodes I liked, uh, 131, Professor Syracuse's Anime 101, uh, because uh, I like making you guys watch anime, and I yeah, hope to do more of that in the let's, future. Let's do that. Let's do one of those at least in, in uh, 2014. Yeah, and I've been, like, I've, I'm the one holding this up because I keep trying, waffling about what it is that I want to make you guys watch next time and who has, who has a tolerance for <laughs> what kind of, what, what can I make you watch that you will willingly, <laughs> yeah, uh, and also uh, 144, Hanging with the Totes, again, uh, anime angle where we got to do some more Miyazaki stuff. That was fun and very different from the other anime episode. Uh, 136 and 137, the episode one episodes. The reader was right. The only word I have in this in my notes here is painful. Yes, it was, it was painful. It was painful to watch them the first time. It was painful to talk about them again and not in a cathartic kind of getting out the poison way, more mm. like in, in a putting more poison into your body way. But, <laughs> You had expelled it, and now we're reinserting it. And mostly because I had to watch the movie again. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to do that for episode yeah. two as well. And so this, this, I'm suffering mm. from my art. I'm doing this for you people out there. <laughs> uh, and uh, 143 redeemed it, the best Star Wars movie in years, where we talked about uh, the new Star Trek movie. It was a nice surprise for in the summer movies, and it, it kind of helped offset the disappointment of Superman, which was the movie that I anticipated most going into the summer. Uh, and that podcast... Uh, I didn't list because it was also a painful experience of the disappointment, but I really like the second Star Trek. Um, 145, He Lives by a Stupid Code, where we talked about <laughs> Game of Thrones, our traditional episode where we are all are at WWDC, and I like that one. I, I did like Game of Thrones this year. I, I continue to like that show. It doesn't disappoint me, but I mostly like it because that's the time we get to all be together in the same, in the same room. small hot room. Aww. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and it is like... I don't know if it makes the show better, but it makes it it makes it feel more natural to be able to see everyone's faces and everything, uh, to know when people are going to interrupt. Yeah, that, there well, is that. Yes, like that uh, ever happens. One sixty five, grieving for my left thumb. We don't do a lot of gaming episodes, but this is one where we got everyone together and played just two, you know, random good games, and I, I like that one. I thought we had some good discussion there. Yeah, we got to do that more. Although I, there also need to be more of those games that are kind of of that yeah kind and like and this episode the fact this episode existed like i probably like gone home was on my list in fact i think i bought it as soon as it came out but the number of things i buy in steam and have not yet played is very long uh but this podcast made me play gone home sooner than i probably would have because i said oh they're gonna have a podcast about it i have to actually play it if not for this podcast gone home would probably still be unplayed and that's gone home is one on a list of one of the uh best games i played this year or most interesting anyway um 134 obligatory cannibalism uh the with the, the the dog stars which is not a book that i particularly enjoyed but it's one of the few books that i actually read this year and again i would not have read it if not for the podcast and i think i read it mostly because it's an end of the world scenario which everyone knows that i love uh so even even though the uh the, the book kind of disappointed me a little bit hey you got me to read a book so you got me to read some comic books and another book as well uh and I think that's it for the episodes. And for media things this year, I had trouble remembering. I have trouble remembering, you know, what happened in the calendar year period. But I had trouble thinking of anything good or new and interesting media that actually came this year. The only ones that I came up with, and I'm surprised no one has mentioned this yet, is Orphan Black was my best new TV show this uh, yeah. year. 
such a yeah. pleasant surprise. Yep. So, you know, I did not, because I'd heard about Orphan Black. It's advertised like crazy on all the other shows that I was watching. I'm like, yeah, that's not a big deal. But then everyone started raving about it. I'm like, okay, I got to watch this. And it, it didn't disappoint. It was not as heavy and serious as most of the shows that I like, which may sound strange if you watch the show, but it's not like, uh, not like Game of Thrones or Boardwalk Empire, which are very, you know, very serious. This is more kind of light and fluffy and clony, and uh, and and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> last year it was, uh, I think it was last year, it was HBO's Girls was my show, and this year it was one woman playing many women. So that that fits into that slot in my entertainment. And the other, the only other thing I can think of this year that really has made an impact on me is a game I have still not yet completed, but um, I feel safe in putting in this list is The Last of Us, which is a game that includes. Many of the things that infuriate me about modern high-budget games, but all the things that it does well, more than make up for all the other stuff. Just the the, the setting and atmosphere is great. The the voice acting and writing is not embarrassing, which sounds like I'm I'm damning with faint praise, but like not embarrassing should be a stamp they can put on the on, on the back of a box of a video game. Voice acting <laughs> not embarrassing. You're like wow, this one it really makes it such N-E. a big difference. Yeah. And the and the graphics and sound and stuff are pretty amazing for like the last gasp of the previous generation of game consoles. This is like the last great PlayStation Three game. Uh, so I'm still playing it. So no spoilers, please. But uh, I feel safe in putting that up as the, at the top of the new games that I've played in uh, 2013. Yeah, Steve, you like that one too, right? Yeah, I was going to talk about that uh, when my time comes. Oh, but I'll be happy to talk about it now. Uh, it, it's your time, Steve. What? What? It's my time. Suddenly, it's my time. All right. Well, let's start with The Last of Us, then, which I was going to talk about as well. It's probably the best game I played this year. Uh, Basically, if you read Cormac McCarthy's The Road and thought to yourself, wow, that sounds fun. How do I get in on this action? This is is the game for you. Please call this number. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Do not call Uh, that number. (laughs) Yeah, as John mentioned, the graphics and sound are magnificent. The voice acting is terrific. Uh, The game is dripping with atmosphere. Uh, it's got all these fantastic set pieces that you have to travel through on this epic journey across the United States in post-apocalyptic world. Um, the action sequences, I think, are, they're tense, but they're still fair and they're still fun to play. Um, the story, I think, is is gripping, although somewhat painful to live through. Uh, it's it's not a game for, for people who want uplift, <laughs> basically. Uh, but it really is, it is a masterpiece. And I, I was all set to call it uh, one of my top five favorite games of all time, right up until John Cover Your Ears, the end game, which I kind of hated. Uh. But right up until that moment, I was loving it. And I, I really did enjoy the overall experience up until the end. And uh, uh, I had a great time with that. So The Last of Us, probably uh, one, of the, one of the better games I've ever played. Now, Steve, before you go on, I want to read a letter from uh, listener Hugh, who wrote... Oh, listener Hugh! I just caught up with incomparable number 172. As somebody with no psychological expertise whatsoever, I interpret Steve Letts' repeated mentions of his appearance in Skin Flint... Hmm. Colon. As symptoms of a desperately unhappy individual trying to convince himself and everyone around him that his life has been without meaning or value, you should put him on suicide watch immediately, or at least arrange emergency standby guests for the next few shows. So, listener Hugh is concerned about you. Oh, I appreciate that, listener Hugh. But you did leave the colon off of skin flint, so what you've said is pretty much invalid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I pointed out pretty clearly that the colon is an essential part of that. that he, he, uh, he did mention his credentials as not having any training, so... Oh, well, no, I couldn't tell. You know. He sounded anyway, legit. He's concerned about you. This is what all I right. want to say. Well, thank you, you, listener Hugh. Listener Hugh, I'm doing all right. Just wanted to let you all know. All right. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, other things from life, since we're in that category. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of a weird year for me for books because I went from traveling a couple of days a week for work to barely traveling at all this year. Uh, and all those dinners out is when I actually got some reading done. So I went from reading almost nothing in little fits and starts to literally reading absolutely nothing this year, huh. except for the books that I read with my kids at night before bed. And uh, one of those books that my son had been reading is something by Tom Engelberger called The Strange Case of Origami Yoda. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a whole series of books. Um, I think a, a new one came out this year, and there might be yet another new one that's just out. Uh, there's Darth Paper Strikes Back, The Secret of the Fortune Wookiee, uh, Surprise Attack of Jabba the Puppet, and a, and a few others. Um, but it's a really cool little series of books for kids. It's, uh, it's written from the perspective of the geeky kids in a sixth grade class. Uh, most notably, a, a kid named Dwight, who's that one kid that's so weird that even the geeks make fun of him. You know, he's the kid who eats paste and gets in trouble for singing to himself in the library. Uh, but, uh, basically the story is that, um, the, the, the kids are having a discussion about a problem that one of them's having. And this kid Dwight happens to have an origami Yoda finger puppet. And this finger puppet in Yoda voice, uh, provides the solution to the problem. And then throughout the rest of the year, uh, other kids red are coming rum, to him. Red rum. <laughs> <laughs> Other kids are coming to me. Yeah, it's, it's not unlike that, really. Uh, other kids come to him with their problems, and and he he solves all of them. And they they are the, basically the book is this case uh, file about them trying to determine whether there's real whether the force really runs through this uh, origami finger puppet or not. Um, Couldn't they just but it's, check its medical orient levels? You would think, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But the, the book's got lots of good Star Wars references. The kids actually go to Macquarie Middle School. Uh, and there's uh, also, of course, the origami element. They, they actually have instructions for how to fold origami Yoda. <laughs> for all the weird kids who eat paste that read the book. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Real Dungeon Master kind of, uh, kind of material. <laughs> <laughs> Solo adventure types, really. Attention, Scott McNulty. You have just been dissed. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Ketchka. <laughs> Crushed like a bug. Anyway, it's it's a really cute story, but what I really like about it is this sub-story about this kid, Dwight, who is, you know, clearly just incredibly socially awkward, utterly incapable of, of making friends normally, and, and really subtly through this story, you sort of, uh, you get this picture of him as, as um, you know, being this really smart kid that just can't, can't interact normally with the other kids and his way of kind of getting out of his bubble is by using this finger puppet and solving problems. And obviously, you know, he's really uh, observant of other people's problems and he's capable of figuring out, you know, how these guys should go about fixing their little life issues. Um, and uh, as the books go on, they kind of realize that, you know, even though this guy is really kind of weird and, and sort of creepy on, on the surface, uh, you know, he's got a lot of really good qualities and, and actually the second book, uh, a kid who's sort of jealous of him for all the attention he gets for origami Yoda, uh, gets him suspended and the kids all kind of band together to try to, try to, uh, get him 
back into the school because they've realized that, you know, life is just greatly improved by having this kind of whack job around. Uh, so, yeah, I really like that element to it. It's not, it's, it's really subtle. It's not really heavy handed about the whole thing. It's not like a message book, but any book that suggests that you should appreciate the weird kid is all right by me. So I really like those uh, Strange Case of Origami Yoda books. All right. Uh, one more life thing. Just wanted to mention, this is more of a new thing, me being an old thing. Um, <laughs> just a, a couple of months ago, I, I finally got around to experiencing uh, Kenny and Company, which is Don Coscarelli's second film. He's, a, he's the guy behind Phantasm, uh, The Beastmaster, I huh? think Bubba Hotep. Um, it's a movie that was released in 1976, and it is aggressively 1976. Um, basically, it's just about a group of, of 70s kids in the couple of days leading up to Halloween. And uh, the reason I like it is because the experience of growing up in the 70s and 80s is now utterly lost to anybody who has not been there. I mean, it's been swallowed up by the internet and video games and overprotective parents who think their kid needs a taser just to walk to school. Um, and, and Kenny and company, I think it's, it's like a time capsule. I think it gets exactly right what it was like to be a kid growing up in the 70s, the late 70s and the early 80s with the, you know, the slang and the, the brown corduroy Sears tough skins and the courting death on tiny plastic skateboards with no grip tape. And uh, it's, it's really, it, it amused me from that perspective. It's an amusing film in itself. You know, I wouldn't call it a great film, but just the fact that it brought me back to uh, a period of time that I think is now lost for the ages. I, I thought it was worth mentioning, and I really enjoyed it from that perspective. That's cool. E.T. is about the closest thing I can think of of a movie I, I saw that was like, yeah, that's kind of it. Like the kids on the bikes and stuff. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah. Was, that was yeah, what I mean, fifth it's, grade was like. You forget what it was like without kids walking around with their smartphones and the internet. <laughs> For me, it was it was Goonies. Uh, there yeah. you go. That's a good one. Although my early life had a lot less of uh, one-eyed Willie. Well, yeah, it had sure. a lot of one-eyed Willie, but not so much <laughs> not pirate, so pirate. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> back to more more solo adventures again. Someone give Lutz the hook. <laughs> But yeah, this, yeah. I mean, this, the, all it is really is just some kids doing what they did in the 70s, you know, and instead of playing video games, which even, I mean, those weren't really even prevalent by 1976. So what they did was they went in the garage and they made spaceships out of scraps of wood. Yep. Yep. Went out in the field and dug holes. Dazed and confused, is that before your time? Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. That like, like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right? It's just like not, it's like, that's more. Yeah, Fast Times really was weird. 80s. It was supposed to be 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's like high school kids in the 80s. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it's, you know, yeah. Well, that's what that's what we hoped high school would be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so sure, wrong. Sean Penn. And... So wrong. Uh, okay, on to the incomparable. On to um, the, the podcast, yes. I've got some favorite episodes and some favorite moments. Uh, overall episodes, uh, I, I wanted to mention number 150, which is the feedback episode. As I've mentioned before, the episodes where just utter insanity prevails are my favorites, and that one is particularly hilariously unhinged. <laughs> it's just pot shots on, on each other and on listeners. And uh... <laughs> and a great uh, title from straight from our own favorite misanthrope, Scott McNulty. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I look forward to ignoring your criticism. That's the one. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, Scott is in particularly fine form yes. during that episode because he just doesn't care. <laughs> I don't. It's true. I really like the shows that go off format. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. that one goes about as far off format as you can get. 
Uh, and in particular, the 23andMe live sponsor read there is actually the best part of that episode. Uh. <laughs> it actually makes me cry how funny that episode is. It's, that's where we all espouse the joys of spitting in a tube. In a tube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spit in a tube. <laughs> if they had gotten more reads like that, they wouldn't have gotten into trouble uh, with the that's FDA. Right. That's, yeah. that's right. We should send that to the FDA by way of evidence that they should continue. Yeah. Uh, also, really enjoyed uh, number 167, Space Wizard Musical, a.k.a. Old Movie Club 2, uh, particularly the end where everybody is just totally giddy after ripping the greatest show on earth, a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pure catharsis, and it's 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 just, I always love it when everybody's just just completely lost sight of the fact that we're actually on a on a podcast <laughs> except for the, except for me and i'm usually laying down and crying quietly yes, to exactly. myself at that point. Oh, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that we'll get to that <laughs> oh yeah okay sure <laughs> and it was great to finally see singing in the rain and high noon and, and actually even greatest show on earth which believe it or not I, I feel like i do need to go watch again just because it's what so... is wrong with you? Or, or we got to do, or we got to do the riff tracks of it. That's Science has not yet figured out what is wrong with Steve Lutz. Sorry, you know, I, and I really do maybe if he we'll spat in a tube, doing... we could analyze it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was made. Seems like a reasonable way to go about figuring me out. Uh, so... <laughs> that wasn't spit, Steve. Oh, really? And that wasn't a tube. And it wasn't a tube. But otherwise, you got it. You got it down. It's California's public. In the, in the late 70s and early 80s, that was one of the things about being a kid in the, in the 70s. Was, that's you know, right. That's, that's what they told us. That's right. We were all, we were all spitting tubes. That's yeah. all it was. This was before sex ed. Yeah. Uh, also, really enjoyed, this has already been mentioned, but I really enjoyed the Star Trek, the original series episodes we did. Uh, I think there's something very entertaining about hearing uh, a group of guys who eat, sleep, and breathe a particular subject and, and and view it with just pure love and joy as as uh you scott and um and tony do towards star trek uh you know just just ruminating and and uh you know clearly there was some tough love there but you know it's yeah. that's that i think is what's enjoyable is is being able to pick out the the awful in something and and still you know really appreciate it for for the good things and uh, so I, I thought that was really enjoyable, especially as somebody who'd only just recently gone through the series. It's uh, it's kind, it was kind of fun to be able to compare the uh, the views of a, somebody new to a lot of those yeah. episodes. That's great, and you'll never so, look at salad again the same way. It's true, uh, although we we never did quite get through the last few episodes of season three. By the yeah, way, well, <laughs> the empath broke our spirit. I think, yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. as yep. it would. That yeah. sounds that, sounds right. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, actually, that's the same reason I really enjoyed the episode we did on My Neighbor Totoro. Um, you know, in this case, it was uh, Jason, John, and Merlin getting to enthuse. Uh, also, I think just Merlin's a lot of fun on this podcast. Um, like pretty much everyone else, he's a much better guest than me, but I feel like he's on a similar weird wavelength. So <laughs> I feel like we made a connection there, Merlin. Yeah. <clears throat> Two girls and their father move into a crappy old house by a big tree. <laughs> Some black koosh balls run away from them. Uh-huh. Uh, they meet a giant retarded bipedal sloth. Yeah. <laughs> they frolic and stuff. Uh, Dad's bus is late. The sloth steals their umbrella and a frog burps. Later, their mom maybe has a cold, so they take a cat bus, which is pretty much what it sounds like, and find out that, yep, it's a cold. Uh, they leave their mom some corn. But my, pe- <laughs> <laughs> but my people call it maize. Mm. Yes. The end. Mm. Anyway. Uh, moments. 
moments. Favorite moments. Uh, I'm impressed I at the amount of uh, the amount of prep you did. I always do <laughs> prep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Steve. <laughs> no, I just mean not only did you pick things, but you have like categories and subcategories. I have a list, but I thought that was good. I I feel shamed. Yes, yes. I always actually do quite a bit of preparation. The sad thing is no one can tell. No. <laughs> Except in this case. Well, we well, uh, lis- listener Mike did send us a note. Uh, he did? And, and I'm going to... I love to, listener Mike. Uh, uh, but no, you don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> complaining about the Holiday Vault episode, and I, I'm not going to oh, read the guy. whole thing. Oh, that guy. I hate listener Mike. But I'm just going to say the last, uh, the last word of his review, which brings us back to our first clip episode, uh, ah, yes. clip show. His review ends... I actually am wondering that if this was all a gag, because his clip, or his, uh, his review ends specifically with the word, ugh. Um, and is referring, I think, mostly to your participation in that episode, Steve. So sorry. Yes, hey, thanks, Listener yes. Mike, for writing in. <laughs> or, or not. Ah, uh, Listener Mike's all right. Yeah. Sorry to lose you as a mic. If, if I really wanted people to like me better, I would suck a lot less. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, shut up, Greg. <laughs> not going to say a damn thing. What, what a- <laughs> okay, so favorite moments. Uh, I, I had to highlight this. I think this is joke of the year. It's from the superhero draft. I have to give kudos to Dan Morin's fish fight pun from that episode, which went mostly unheralded at the time, but was frankly magnificent. So well done, Dan, on oh, that. Thanks, I, 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 God, I wish I remembered this better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling Steve. a clip might be played about oh? this point, which oh, might yeah. refresh oh, your memory. I, let's, let's listen in. I'm just saying, in a, in a fist fight, I would go with the thing over Aquaman. What about in a fish fight? <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> That was pretty good. This is your highlight, huh? <laughs> okay, that's Yay. pretty good. I can retire happy now. Which I only noticed later, and it was it was good. <laughs> yeah, that's my highlight. Explains so much. <laughs> the man plays D and D over the internet. <laughs> I also enjoyed the part of the Comic Con episode where a listener bought us beer. Oh man, Attorney Jake Bell. There's about a, yeah, Attorney Jake Bell. There's about a five minute period in that Comic Con episode where uh, Jake Bell arrives and buys us beer. A lady asks us yeah. to take her. The, the interrupting lady was probably my highlight. <laughs> the random lady decided it would be a good idea to interrupt the guys talking animatedly into microphones and <laughs> ask them to take a picture of her stupid family, which we did. Which we did. <laughs> Greg happily obliged. We are not unkind people. No, it's true. Well, you just called our family stupid. It's fan right? service. Oh, man, that's well, a, that is a It was a pretty stupid family in four minutes, yeah. When was the last place. time you went to Comic-Con? Steve? I was there four years ago, and right. it was... Uh, Hi there. Hello. Somebody take a picture. Take a picture. Sure, sure absolutely. Greg, right, go for be a brief it. break while Greg a takes a picture. Taking with an iPhone or I can point it and this is the best podcast ever. Yeah, this, this works well. This is good radio right here. You wait, know, wait, absolutely. what? That I came may in have late. changed in just the last four years, then. So, Repeat what you just said him. slowly. Hey, hello. There were women. Are you guys recording? I don't want to jump in the middle. We're we recording, are recording. Jump on in. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Jake Bell. Hey, Attorney Jake Bell. That's right. How are you? Jason, fellow UCSD alums. Yeah, yeah that's right. good man. Yes. Hi, Greg. Well, this is Greg, the whole nice UCSD crew Hi. here. So. Wow. You guys enjoying our uh, Stone Brewery? It's 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 fantastic. A little too much so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Craig is a lightweight, what we call in the business. He's had a, a Belgian white, and now he's about three or four now sheets. Now he is Belgian. Uh, I also liked Glenn's descent into What's That Insanity in the outtakes from the radio drama. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something I forgot to mention. I think like I had the radio uh, episode list as well, because I think we all think it was great. But like the 
being being present, if you can call it that, for the recording for one of the one of the longer many recording sessions was, I think, probably the most fun I had on an episode. And none of it even aired because half of it was just us typing into the Skype chat window while we were all muted, trying to listen to people fumble through lines. It, it, it's a shame you can't release the outtake synchronized with the Skype chatting because that was some good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the Skype transcripts could could get us convicted of crimes, but they were great. <laughs> There's no doubt. That's beautiful. What's that? Behind you. Um, instead, sorry. Instead of what's oh. that, um, more what's of a that? like, what's that? What's going on? Um, I'll do my line again. Oh, I hope so. Oh, that's beautiful. What's that? Um, emphasis on what, not emphasis on that. What's wait? What's, say say it for me. So instead of what's that, do what's that? What's you, oh? What's, what's that? Like what's that? Like pardon? What's that? What's that? What's that? Okay. What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's this? What's that? Okay. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's 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 that? What what is that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's what's that? What's that? Okay. Okay. What's that? What's that? And one more time, um, almost in passing, just kind of like a what's that? What's that? Perfect. That's that's the one I want. All right. Uh, this feels like cheating because it was so recent, but I loved the entirety of the holiday music after dark. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But yeah. especially the yeah. part where Lisa calls Santa Baby the human centipede of Christmas carols, <laughs> and Jason can be heard actually falling over and rolling on the floor in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And moaning quietly to myself, actually. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just, oh. <laughs> That's yeah. all that can be heard. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's miles from the mic, so you know he's fallen and he can't yeah. get up. <laughs> My spirit was broken. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> it was wonderful. I, I'm not the I'm not the one who introduced the human centipede into this podcast, but <laughs> I <laughs> but I feel like it's kind of the human centipede of Christmas carols. The uh, listener, uh, listener Luke wrote in, and one of his highlights was he, the human centipede after dark. He said, literally the best 20 minutes of podcast outtakes I have ever heard. Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Because you're the sort of person who listens yeah. to a lot of podcast outtakes. Yes. <laughs> to to ju- judge which are the best ones, it's true. Nah, Luke Johnson's all right. Yeah. You all right, good. Luke Johnson. Uh, oh, and I also wanted to mention that that episode in particular is a testament to Jason's editing brilliance, which I don't think gets enough kudos. Woohoo! Uh, and here. pulling pulling Feliz Navidad to open the episode and then inserting the false ending for people who can't deal with negativity. Strokes of <laughs> strokes of genius, I thought. Thank you. That was that was uh, we recorded that literally the night before we were going to release it, and I, I was hoping for a very easy edit, and instead it was uh, outside of like the radio episodes, the hardest edit of the entire year. <laughs> All right. It happened. And, uh, oh, just one more thing. 
Uh, Steve, that's all we have time for. Sorry. Remember way back in the early part of 2013? <laughs> right around the time when we were being called all dead inside because we don't enjoy dumb candy puns in our video game movies? <laughs> yes, I do. I do remember that. I don't know if you recall this particular thing, Jason, but we did an episode an awful lot like this one. Yes, but Jan- January 1st of uh, 2013. That's right. You do remember. It's yeah. a, it was a year in review episode for 2012. It was similar to this episode, yeah. Similar, format. yeah, very similar. And it was pretty good. I mean, we said some things. We had some we played laughs. some clips. Played some clips. Yeah. Uh, but one of those clips stands above all the rest. It does, really. And that is why, as one of my favorite podcast moments from 2013, I hereby pick the clip in which I picked the clip in which I picked Skeletor in our 2011 TV <laughs> fantasy draft. Do we have a clip? We do. <laughs> Let's go to the clip. <laughs> Um, so as far as favorite moments from various episodes, first of all, are we going to do clips in this, uh, in sure. this episode? Sure. Right. John Syracuse then, says it's great when you drop clips in yeah. an episode. <laughs> then I'm going to pick the part in the 2011 clip show episode where we played the Skeletor <laughs> clip. <laughs> and my, goal, my goal is to create a recursive yeah, a clip loop that eventually takes over the entire annual clip show podcast if we survive You've that long. You've been watching too much Star Trek, Steve. Someone send him to a cornfield. Steve, I loved, I loved it when we remembered how funny <laughs> Skeletor was from last year in this year's clip show that looked back yes. on last year. So, listener Lori liked the uh, canceled TV show draft, but she says the TV character draft made her laugh from beginning to end. So I guess my favorite moment, Steve, was the drafting of Skeletor. Yes. Listener Janice <laughs> said, I laughed so much at the character draft that my sister thought I was nuts. Well, there's a good chance. You're that, welcome. <laughs> Listener Chad wrote in simply saying, Skeletor! Yes. <laughs> what else needs to be said? Really? Well, I'm going to go with one then that's uh, that's close to my heart for various reasons, and uh, I know somebody's just raring to pick him, so I better grab him now. I'm going to pick uh, pick Skeletor from the <laughs> Masters of the Universe cartoon series. <laughs> Sorry, I did not see that coming. Uh, he shouldn't he be on the show with Tom Servo. Well, the beauty of Skeletor is that he can die every week and yet miraculously <laughs> reappear from under the pile of rocks that he was buried under in well, subsequent weeks. So if Anthony tries to send Skeletor to the cornfield, what happens? He's back the next week. <laughs> That's well, the tension of the show. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. I'll wait it's for your, your premise. Eagerly. It's crucial wow. to my plot, which uh, which uh, I, I look forward to uh, making up on the can tomorrow. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. It, it's, Skeletor is the alpha and the omega of our podcast. He sure. won that draft by killing everyone else. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm hoping this episode actually airs in 2013 so that I can then pick... Yes. In the 2014 clip show, the 2013 <laughs> clip of me picking the clip where we played the Skeletor clip. Good luck, future Steve. You know, the, the best part about that clip is, uh, is, is Dan's reaction, actually. I've, over the years, as I hear clips of that clip, <laughs> the, the part that I appreciate the most is Dan's reaction, because not only does he, he laugh, but then his immediate response is, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Still did not see... No, I pretty much saw this wait, one coming. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Hang on. I'm listening for the sound of the podcastosphere collapsing in upon itself. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it is the recursive clip loop. <laughs> <laughs>
that yeah. you spoke of last Eventually, year. Eventually, the, the clips of clips of clips is, is going to be so long, it's going to need its own separate podcast. Yes. That's the whole point. It will necessarily shorten our year in review episode. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is how we summon the doctor after we've destroyed everything. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Ah, uh, well, maybe next year. Anyway, right. Skeletor. Skeletor. There he is. Pretty good stuff. That was a good clip. Yeah, of a, of clip. a clip. Yep. Of a clip. Yeah. It's the best one. Like that one. All right. We have a couple more people who haven't gone. Um, David Lore. Yes. What he likes you? nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, well, I have a soft spot for the radio shows for, you know, obvious reasons. Obvious reasons, yeah. Um, but I'll recuse myself because, you know, um, I really enjoyed the Star Trek episodes because, I mean, I have the Mego Enterprise playset and all the figures from 1974 sitting in my office. So, wow, I like the show. Right, as I mentioned on that um, episode, I didn't have the Star Trek Bridge playset, but I had a Barbie Winnebago, and they're the same scale. So, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock drove the Barbie <laughs> yeah. Winnebago around solving crimes. That's just you know, it's close. It's close enough. Star Trek Four, isn't it? That's, and really, who wouldn't watch yeah. that? I think it was five, actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why does God need a Barbie Winnebago? (laughs) (laughs) In the J.J. Abrams reboot, it's like just an SUV or something. It's not that exciting. Anyway. And, uh, you know, I love the anime episodes because it was was sort of a nice gateway for the kids, especially with Totoro, to be like, see, see, they're talking about Totoro. We should watch this. And they fell in love. So it's... That was that was very handy. Um, I enjoyed discovering things like Saga and Lock and Key and Hawkeye. I mean, I already had a comicsology problem, but wow, you guys made it worse. <laughs> made it worse. Um, <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> Driving people and, further uh, into addiction is one of our particular joys. This podcast has sponsors, but it's actually secretly just a plot from media companies to get you to buy things and watch things. <laughs> I don't think it's that big a secret. An, an uncompensated plot that you've cleverly not planned. Yeah, well, okay, yes. fine. Well, we're still working on that question mark, question mark, question mark step before profit. So. Yeah, we're in, the, we're in the little fuzzy cloud. But, you know, we're, we're going to come out the other side to profit, sure. Sure enough. It's, it's like the Steve Martin thing, you know, you can be a millionaire and never pay taxes. First, get a million dollars. Now, yep. here's the rest. Um, I love doing the old movie club. And, yeah. uh, you know... Button's a clown. He only kills what he loves. You know, I've um, known I've known Philip Michaels since college, and I, I with as with a lot of people, I have limited my use of some people I know who I know would be good on the podcast for fear of not deploying them properly. And with Phil, I felt like uh, you know we I just held off on tactically deploying Phil, and then the old movie club thing ha- <laughs> was an idea that he and I had had discussed and. Uh, and uh, I was very happy that that one, I, he was deployed properly, I feel. <laughs> so I'm glad that we <laughs> Optimum Phil Michaels. Yep. yep. Let's, let's fire off the old-timey spoiler horn now. Yes. This is Dwight David Eisenhower. A spoiler is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. We've got to crack the American market, boys. So change the ending of the movie. Obi-Wan Kenobi, what are you doing here, 
That's the airline of snitches. I'm not taking them. No <laughs> giant suitcases stuffed with 50s under my seat. Here at TWA, we'll never rat you out to the cops. <laughs> you will get away scot-free. TWA, the airline for crooks. Just... Yes, I'm recording on the right microphone. Okay. I'm not a child, Jason. All right. It's back in the old fractional 18 shillings in a... Hey, pence. Is that a word? Yeah, it it's a, a half a penny. Yeah, I don't know how many shillings fit in a in in one of uh, those. It, uh, it's bigger. Shillings yeah. bigger. Okay, whatever. I don't know. It's English money. You're but... listening to currency talk. <laughs> talk <laughs> asked about currency. What's a, coming yeah. up? This the the kroner and uh, the Thai bot. Next on currency talk. I, I can't wait for that. But first, a word from our sponsor, Bitcoin. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> The so we, I'm G. Gordon Liddy for Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> the currency of your country is about to crumble. Oh. Invest in Bitcoin. Thank you. <laughs> I sound like Dwight David Eisenhower. It's, it's a similar voice. It was one of the I, games in, in the combat cartridge. Cary Grant Good was evening. Square. This is Alfred Hitchcock for Atari. <laughs> There's a this diabolical a game called Combat that you can play. <laughs> I, I just sound like the, Dwight, suck Dwight, a, Dwight Eisenhower. Suck Alfred at George Hitchcock. Plimpton. <laughs> I, I just love that. You're on television. Every, every, television um, is a terrible <laughs> game. If you buy it, you'll be murdered. I just love that. Yours most- revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Is almost like the revenge in Vertigo, one of my motion pictures. <laughs> I just now. love. Okay, I, I just love that every Pac-Man. <laughs> Seems like he's going to make Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> it was a deadly good time. I've turned him into the crypt keeper. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've never seen them together. Oh, you really haven't. That's true. <laughs> That's true. David Lohr. North by Northbreast! <laughs> oh, God. Our nation's stockpile of tactical Philip Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's the same with Merlin. You know, I was like, I want Merlin to, yeah. if I'm going to put Merlin on an episode, let's have it be a good episode. And it was the same thing this year. So, it's like a bunker buster specifically aimed yes. at Cecil Bill DeMille. <laughs> Not Cecil like those crappy yeah. episodes the rest of us are on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick burned everybody else. Gosh, who was on the podcast Ouch. most? Yes, Dan Morin was on the podcast the most this year, by the way. That guy must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Not deployed well. Wait, does that mean I'm good because I've only been on a few episodes? Is that how this works? Yes, you're, you're a your precious commodity. I guess so. And that means Greg Noss <laughs> is the best of all. Yeah. But your stock is rapidly dropping with each minute you're with on this each one. moment. <laughs> Hang up now. You're worse than you've ever been. Yeah. Uh, what else, David? So, what else? What else? Um, I loved reading things that I wouldn't necessarily have read right now, like The Ocean at the End of the Lane. I might have waited till it was in paperback. I don't know. And that was a book. That's one of the few books that I read twice this year because I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed seeing how it unfolded, having already read it, to go, ah, that's how he did it. That's People awesome. People read books twice? I know. Well, mm-hmm. occupational hazard for me. Sometimes lots more than that. Yeah. Especially if they have pictures. Um, <laughs> like I said, comicsology problem. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed when things go hideously off the rails, like the holiday music show. Yeah, see, it it went off the rails in 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 recording. I think the I think the episode actually isn't off the rails. Which is oh, the, the episode is great. It. Yeah, the session was completely gone. Exactly. No, no, no. It's, As it's my like sobs the would indicate. Yes, you know, <laughs> you know, like, like the Skype chats during the radio show recording sessions. I mean, oh yeah, that both all of those were the most fun I've had all year, and you know, second only to actually writing the radio show because it. I mean. I'm sitting there giggling as I'm typing, and I don't do that. I usually just type quietly, like, okay, you know, and I'll try out dialogue. And No, this, I was just an idiot. It was wonderful. Um, so, yeah. Do you have favorites of, 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 uh, of other things? No, I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, things that uh, you all did episodes about just after I discovered them, like Orphan Black and, you know... Um, Things that we haven't mentioned. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm really enjoying how that's oh, developed, yeah. even since we did the the fall review. Um, I think that's my favorite new show of the fall. Absolutely. Is, still is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Thanksgiving episode just came yeah, together beautifully. that was pretty great. Yeah. And, and, I mean, any excuse to see Andre Brower in a flashback... Uh, the whole thing with the, um, uh, oh, which episode was it? It was the one just recently where he's getting death threats and they keep flashing yeah, back the swimmer to guy. the guy that he arrested in the, the swimming pool murderer. And, uh, you know, just cutting to a flashback of him standing, holding a gun aimed in a pool going, Marco, now you say polo. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's beautiful. So, you know, forget Andy Samberg. It's all Andre Brower for me. Yeah. Um, on on the opposite end of the scale, Agents of Shield, but I'm not going to talk about that because this is positive. This is about things we like. This is things we like. <laughs> things we like. Um, yep. I like watching this show that's on against it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh, and and I have to thank you for eating up most of the month of August for me by uh, introducing me to the Flop House, and uh, yes. then just spending. Almost the whole month listening to the entire back catalog. I don't think I listened to anything else that See, Jason, see how it's done? Yeah, I see how it's done, John. I didn't do it in order. Ah, <laughs> uh, see? And that's, see, John? And that's really confusing. Uh, at, least, at least he completed it. I'm going through the flop house in it's order. It's all in his head now, at least. Well, from the beginning. And it really is weird to, to sort of do like a current episode and then go, by like, go back like 60 episodes yeah. and there's no house cat, there's no... You know, or even earlier, and there's no Elliot. And that's kind of odd. Um, yeah. And and because it because it's fun then if you do go in order because there, there is this progression of yep. you know getting mm-hmm. engaged and married and this and that. Um, that one's on John Syracuse. I I, I blame uh, or credit Scott for all the books, and John John gets uh, all the credit for the flop house. <laughs> he does. Uh, Dan Morin, you are the last to go. I am the last. <laughs> Of all of us, <laughs> other than me, because I've reserved the right to be last. But well, it was it was a good year for some things. Um, <laughs> I will, I will <laughs> not for not for, not for everyone. Not dark, for, dark well, so, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll say I, I I don't think I, I don't. Jason said we're doing things we like, and so you know I'm trying to restrain myself. But at the same time, I think the most memorable moment of the year, I think we can all agree, 
was the death of poor pancakes. No, Eglath, oh. R.I.P. It has, it has echoed, reverberated through the rest of our episodes. I know, I let's, felt it. Let's take a moment to play the in memoriam <laughs> and remember characters that are all, no longer the with D&D us. The D&D characters who are no longer with us. All that's of them. not even the only character Dan got can killed we just, this year. Can we just, yeah, that's definitely true. You know what, Dan, I, I very nearly did write that song that I threatened to write in Eglath's memory. And, and I was I, waiting and for a ballad, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have a few verses written down. Someday. Okay. I thought you were going to have the guitar with you right now. I... <laughs> oh, Eglath. So I shall roll a heel. Yeah, get over a ten. Try. I've only got a one. Roll a two. <laughs> That's an eight. Oh. With a plus one. Oh. No! no, so close, but so far away. Oh. Thusly, I shall leap. One, Wait, two. Don't, don't leave me <laughs> So long, Eglath. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You can always try again. I shall leap back here, such that everyone is still in my aura. Eglith, are you conscious? No, roll. I don't want to. <laughs> you oh, might be no. the first part. Over ten. That's all you need. Oh. No! Why did I roll three threes in a row? How is that possible? Third strike. Wait, oh. how is that? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Poor Eglith. Wait, that's a ten. Bad things. <laughs> Wow. Rigged That's terrible. Wow. <laughs> 20! Ah, oh, you! What is it that? means you're healed. I, That's, I yeah. yeah, you can spend a healing search. Uh, I would like to do that. <laughs> that was what I wanted. Let's do it. You, were, um, you so missed I it by 17, Dan. One. Dan, if we added <laughs> your three rolls together, it wouldn't have been more Three times in a row. row. <laughs> um, you are standing next to you. You are running to save Eglath, and you notice as as you get there... He breathes his last breath, oh. and his body is oh. still. I must avenge you. Eglath, with a we hardly swell. knew you. It's time. <laughs> Coup de gras on Eglath. Rosebud! Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Anna's not going to be avenging anybody. I don't this know what a rose is. Or a sled. <laughs> Long Never cabin. seen a sled. <laughs> uh, no, I really enjoyed the D&D episodes. They're a lot of fun. They, uh... It's yeah. We are we are woefully incompetent, which just fits the pattern of the rest of the D and D parties I'm in. So you know, I feel right at home. Um, I've, I've enjoyed those. I look forward to to more in the future and potentially dying at the hands of Scott McNulty again. Uh, also in the game. Soon, Dan. Soon, as we all must someday. Yes. Uh, another favorite moment I want to call out from the uh, radio drama. Although I thought the entire thing was was brilliant and well done. Um, my partic- particular favorite line, I don't know why, and introducing guards. <laughs> that was ad-libbed. That, yeah. was, that was Steve's That's all Steve. Fire. That is why I'm, th- I'm throwing it back to Steve there. That was so, my one there. real contribution to the radio drama. <laughs> that, that entire recording session was delightful. I have to say, I, I've kind of felt like I've missed out a little bit on, a, on, on, on that, experiencing something like that again. Yeah. So I, I hope maybe at some point. I know yeah, it's, a, it's just go, going out and getting lines from indiv- like I had I had one line in the whole radio drama, but I, I sat there and listened to three hours of you guys yeah, struggling to repair it. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's I think it's kind of a perk <laughs> in a weird. I love hearing Ren go into director oh, mode. Oh yeah. Once more for safety. <laughs> Once more for safety. 
<laughs> All right, now with, with a little emphasis on the uh, second I may have recorded something recently and gotten yelled at a lot. Could you say, what's that? Emphasis on that. <laughs> what's that? No, no, no. <laughs> what is that? We get the, uh, the rent English translator when she says, once more for safety, the translator reads, you suck. <laughs> you suck, do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. We'll fix it in post. Um, yeah, that's, so that that was a lot of fun. I look forward to, to more of those in the future, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Never have. Other other episodes that i enjoyed um didn't get mentioned but the uh, the episode we did on the cornetto trilogy oh yeah uh, i really enjoyed that episode that was a lot oh, of fun yeah, I and i listen to that because i just i just finally well, watched all the movies suck it john i i'm listening <laughs> you i was gonna say that you listen made me watch now. all those you made me watch all those movies i was that, well i and i was thinking back to movies i've seen this year and i thought the world's end was one of the better movies i've seen this year Absolutely. I, was, I was having trouble coming up with other like movies i really enjoyed this year and i i just yeah. i saw that in a in a theater with like eight other of you know friends going back to high school so i think it, it resonated particularly well um and on the flip side of that the i really enjoyed the superman podcast although it was not something that we enjoyed and perhaps that's that's why it was fun to record about it and just sort of vent our frustrations um, and the more I think there was a there was a, a lovely self uh, like a feedback quality about that because the more we talked about the more I realized how angry it made. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, I know, I know. That's the one we had Moises on there because he was defending it on Twitter, and I said, and Andy and Iko couldn't make it. And I was like, Moises, come on! And by the end, he was with us. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah, we totally brought him around. It was great. <laughs> My wife insisted on watching that recently, despite me warning her, despite her having heard the episode, and so I watched it again with her. And uh, it's in case you're wondering if it's not so bad the second time you watch it, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I will watch it this week. <laughs> the um, this I promise yeah, you. They, we already uh, tipped our hat to the superhero draft, which I also thought was was really great. Um, I particularly enjoyed. Uh, I particularly enjoyed that. I think the only duplicate superhero we got was the question, <laughs> which both Monty and Tony picked. Right, Tony in absentia picked. Yes. Um, I, I, that, I was shocked nobody else about. wanted Zan the Wonder Twin, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. Uh, well, it wasn't about which superheroes we'd like to assassinate. So maybe in that one, there would be more competition. Uh, but I also we also did another uh, film draft this year, which I thought was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Oh, Dead yeah, science. the film draft. Yeah, movie <laughs> draft. We did a lot of stuff this year. <laughs> we did a lot of we stuff. We did a lot of stuff this year. I mean, so I, I was going to list that. I thought that was a, lot of, that was a two-parter. Um, we picked a lot of movies. I thought but we had, that was another big podcast. Lots of people on it. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, the comics episodes, which already got mentioned, because I, I too, like some of our other people, Greg and others, have really gotten back into comics this, this year with things like Saga and Hawkeye are, are just, those were super fun. Having Merlin on to talk about it was great. I just, yeah, I felt like we really all bonded over our love of those comics. <laughs> um those were cool. I liked the gaming episodes that we did as well. Um, the uh, the Brothers and, and Gone Home episode. Uh, I, I hope we do more of those yeah, in the future. I, agree. I play a lot of video games. And like Tony, I think Monaco was probably the best game I played this year just from the most hours I logged and the most fun I had. I'm, I'm currently playing the new Grand Theft Auto game, which I think is very interesting and I would like to talk about it with someone, but I don't know if we'll get to that. Uh, I, I want to throw in sort of adjacent to that that I don't feel like we've had a we have a podcast where we talk about board games or something because oh yeah. yeah I think that's a that's no, a rich vein we haven't talked see all right excellent no glad <laughs> to throw that one out there all right sorry <laughs> <laughs> do what Scott says damn it Scott Naughty. or or do you mean that we're gonna play a, a board game live on the internet <laughs> uh, Jason there are I'm many possibilities oh here. It's a, 
the Google Hangout for Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> Welcome to the Google Candy Hangout Land. for Riskopoly. Riskopoly. Bring it on. <laughs> if you don't think you hate yourself yet, Riskopoly can change that. That's the official motto. Um, books. I read a decent number of books this year. The ones... Google Hangout of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, oh, say, dear God. Actually, That might actually be I've got some. I've got some cards. Um the uh, the books uh, from this year, the Rook, which I know got mentioned already. That I think that was one of the better books I read this year. Also, Ocean at the End of the Lane. Um, we did a nice podcast on that, and that was that was one that I found very. That was a, a great book. It just I remember I was reading it out at my uh, my uncle's place at the lake. I'm sitting on the dock, and I, I reached a particular scene, which I mentioned in that podcast, which is a really emotional, <laughs> terrifying scene. And I had to. That was one of the few books I've ever had to like put down for a little bit. Like, all right, I need to uh, sit here in the sunlight for a minute, and you know. Take some time, enjoy life, and <laughs> I can get back to this book. I think The Ocean of the End of the Land has a special place as the episode that I listened to the first 20, 30, 50 seconds of and said, this sounds like a book that I'm going to want to read. And like, and I and I turned it off, and I'm glad you guys haven't spoiled it for me, and that is on my to-read list. And that and is it's the short. fastest. It's good. That is the fastest yeah, I've too. ever turned off a podcast. That uh, you know, Sometimes you listen, and you're like, oh, now I've listened too far. I could tell that you all like the book and that I would like the book. So I, it's sitting there unlistened to in my podcast queue, and I, I will get to that book eventually. All right. We get, and uh, the third one to round that out for me was uh, The Republic of Thieves, which is the third in the Locke Lamora trilogy, and I know we're going to talk about uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora in our next book club. Yes. So I'm excited to eventually talk about the other books in that <laughs> series in like two years. Um television was also on my list uh tony mentioned arrow which i also agree i was thinking of shows that i look forward to watching this year and strangely enough that's really really high on the list <laughs> maybe it's just because i really enjoyed trashier television this year um but yeah that's a show that struck me as being surprisingly good we should do a podcast on it at some point because i know lisa really likes yeah. it too i want to get caught um, up and, and, monty, monty. Re- and monty monty has feelings it. yeah so yeah. Th- we have a yeah we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of people who've watched it if nothing else um, strangely enough, Sleepy Hollow also still kind of watching oh, that yeah. because that's also strangely good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and though, as it's gone along, I found I've liked it more and more. It kind of has the same sort of thing with Arrow, where it's like this should not be that good, yes. and yet and it's yet oddly it compelling because well, it just throws everything at you. It doesn't hold anything back, and and you'd think it would burn through all that stuff, but it's just fun. And the characters who you think might be sort of flat and boring are actually really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I love that guy who plays Ichabod Crane. He's great. He's hilarious. I don't know. He's just got the delivery down pat. Um, also on television episodes, I'm going to throw out the... Uh, I'm going to describe it as ill-fated, but I ran an episode about Aaron Sorkin at Macworld this year, right. which I did on, like, no preparation because <laughs> Jason could not make it. So that a boy. I, I'm going to... I'm going to say that might have been a train wreck. I don't really know. It was very short for an incomparable episode. Lex did less than you. Yeah, well, you know, these things happen. Yeah. So I'll I'll put that on the list of, "Eh, that episode deserves just like a little something just to like chuck under the chin. Hey, you did okay episode. (laughs) You were technically an MP3. (laughs) Technically a Of all of our live episodes, that was one of them. That was one of them. Um yeah, I think I think the only one that it, we we did two this year, right? Because you guys or three, I guess the Comic Con and the one. Did you make a Portland. drunken fool of yourself? XOXO, so okay, uh, I made a better. sober fool of myself, which may or may not be worse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a that was a, a long handful of things that I a long that handful I this year. <laughs> I know. I'm you're a professional writer. <laughs> Steve, that has yet to be yeah. seen, Jason. That is yet to be seen. I'm gonna pass this time. But only because it's a new year. 
Yeah, I'm, I will. I'll turn it over to Jason, but not before I say Eglath lives. Eglath. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't no. really. He Except doesn't. not really. Asterisk. <laughs> Eglath. Uh, okay, I've got my list. I, I was gonna read. I found. I found the other hate letter for Steve, but I'm not gonna read it. Go ahead, read it. I don't care. <laughs> I want to say. It. Hold on. I want to address our Steve haters and say, you guys. You know what? You try being on a podcast. There's just a little moments. There were two, a couple funny things in these other letters that I wanted to. Uh, I, I wanted to mention before I, I, I do mine. Um, listener Eric wrote in, um, liked the D&D episodes, liked Old Movie Club, um, said last year one of his favorite bits was uh, me actually reenacting the Luke uh, Leia scene in, in uh, Return of the Jedi where he tries to <laughs> circuitously break it to her that they're related. He said this year those honors go to Steve on the Phantom Menace episode. From the very oh, beginning, he set the tone. Star Wars episode one, emphasis on the colon. To yeah. the now infamous Go Wash a Droid to the very ending with now this is podcasting. Steve nailed it. I, I'm not sure I can lay claim to Go Wash a Droid, but I appreciate it anyway, Eric. Thank you, sir. And Eric says, I've come to view the incomparable as my internet pals that talk about all the cool stuff I like. I I uh, live on the edge of the prairie in rural Minnesota. The incomparable is my weekly get-together with friends to talk about all our favorite stuff, no matter what... I think he's talking along with us, guys. Uh, no matter <laughs> what the topic is, I am always assured it will be a fun conversation. Thanks for another great year, Internet Pals. So thank Quick you, Quick question. Eric. Quick question. Yep. How do you distinguish rural Minnesota from urban Minnesota? Because I just... I don't know if those are two different Are things. you in Minneapolis? It's the gangs. Yeah. Is, Garrison really, Keillor. is that technically a city, really? Yeah, it is. Twin yeah, cities. Twin cities. Yeah. Well, it's two cities, dude. Yeah. Two of them. I don't know. I don't know what the right. exchange rate is, guys. Here, here are the other uh, other letters I wanted it's to, not Canadian. to write. Uh, non-listener Matt wrote in to say, who the heck is Steve Lutz, and why is he on an episode about some of the best holiday TV shows with nothing to add but Skin Flint and He-Man? And the answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> These are all good questions. And finally, uh, a general letter that came in, but I liked the beginning so much um, that I, I wanted to read it from listener Daniel, who writes, Mr. Snell, it's very, colon, it's very formal. Oh, colon. The colon. And there is a colon, yeah. Ooh. I generally like your show. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good start. Yeah. Yes. Just, just, and it goes from there and it's fine. I just thought that was funny. It's like, I don't unabashedly love your show. But generally, I mean, not always, <laughs> but. Things. Generally, I like it. Good. Um, I love how you refer to them all as listeners, so and so. Like it's an honorific. I think of like Citizen Jakar from yeah, Babylon Five. Exactly, <laughs> Babylon Five. We haven't done that episode yet either. There's another one on the list for 2014. Oh, we've done enough Star Trek for one. Uh, one podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. It was right there for you. Oh, Babylon Five Star Trek. That was from the game show episode last year. We didn't do a game show this year. Was it really? Yeah. I have no recollection of that episode. Yeah. Um, that's because you were on T Mold. <laughs> um, I forget things. The <laughs> so here are the ones that I that I really liked. We mentioned the Star Trek original series episodes, one of my favorite TV shows, and I, I that was a yes, the, a, a wonderful combination of uh, love and acceptance of its crazy faults and Doctor McCoy's obsession with salad as a health remedy. Um, the the radio drama, of course, I, I listened the first part of the D and D. I had never actually. I, I had the D and D books, and I created characters and stuff. But I, I as a kid, I never had somebody to play D and D with, and I had never Aww. heard of Aww. solo yes. adventures. Solo adventures. Can you put background yeah. music behind that part. <laughs> yeah, we need some violins here, or maybe maybe the the sad Hulk theme. Someone give him a plus two hug of reassurance. <laughs> you were the kid eating paste. I also never learned to read. The voice that told me to kill people wouldn't play D&D. &D. <laughs> and so all of those all of those um 
all of those things where I'm asking lots of annoying questions about what do I roll is because I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, the Phantom Menace episode, yeah, that was, uh, that was hilarious and it was painful, but it was also very funny. Uh, I love the Totoro episode. That was another example of talking about um, a movie that we liked and kind of exploring where that went. We got some really interesting feedback from um, uh, especially one listener who has spent a lot of time in Japan and was trying to explain some of the cultural things that as Americans, we were just sort of like, uh, I don't, I guess this is a thing. I don't know. And he was like, yeah, it's, let me explain it to you. And that was pretty cool to get that, that listener feedback. That listener, Um, Chad. I think it might've been listener, Chad. Listener, Chad. Spirited away makes a lot more sense if you read the context. Yeah, I'm sure. No, it's just uh, that that's a crazy movie. Um, Comic-Con episode. I love the Comic-Con episode. I, it wasn't, it was sort of about something in a way that the Stephen Fry episode that's so infamous wasn't, but, um, that was fun. It was loose and we rambled, but, um, it was, it was in some ways, um, exactly the kind of thing I like to have on a podcast, which was, it was a fun conversation. That was a good episode. Yeah. Plus, we yeah. took somebody's picture in the middle of it, and Jake Bell <laughs> bought us. I, I loved when the motorcycle. Somebody bought a spear. That's up. right. Yeah, yeah. You that know that kind of episode. I think fun. works well when you've got three people or four people, and maybe less so when you've got seventeen people, as per Stephen Fry. But yeah, possibly so. And, and also, we were in the fresh air in the Stephen Fry episode. We were suffocating in the hot closed room. So, um, anytime uh, you want to set us up with some listeners to buy us beer, I am willing to recreate right. that episode. Okay, excellent. A, a dramatic reenactment. That's cool. right. So we'll get somebody to play Greg, who will drink one beer and then go to sleep. <laughs> let's just uh, get Greg. Let's just get Greg. That's even better. Uh, I'm cheap. I like the Hawkeye episode a lot. That was a lot of fun um, to talk about. Uh, a great discovery. And, and uh, full credit to Jason Brightman, who on a previous Comic Book Club episode had recommended Hawkeye. And if you listen to that episode, you can actually hear Lisa and I both kind of not believe what he's doing in recommending it. And he was completely right. Jason Brightman, what are you reading? The book I'm most enjoying now is Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. I have heard such good things about that book. It is so good. Every issue is self-contained. Oh. Uh, no real continuity between the issues. And it's sort of, as the kind of preamble of the book uh, says, this is what Hawkeye does when he's not saving the world with the Avengers, which is mostly hanging out in his apartment uh, and getting into trouble. <laughs> That's the thing. The stories are so kind of lighthearted and funny with a lot of heart. And the artwork's beautiful. And it, it's unlike any other uh, book on the shelf right now. Huh. And uh, old movie club two, where we watched the uh, the 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 greatest show on earth and High Noon and Singing in the Rain. That was a lot of fun. I love that one. <laughs> uh, favorite moments. I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of favorite moments to write down, but I, I wrote down one um, because they're all my favorite moments. Really, how can I pick? But I wrote down anytime we sing. So some examples of that. <laughs> um, and, and you can't Is that plan singing it. quotes. You can't plan it. It has to happen podcasting the final frontier these are the voyages of the podcasting comparable it's continuing mission to explore strange new books to seek out new films and new television shows to boldly go where no podcast has gone before Okay, this podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) Feliz Navidad. 
Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Yes, Steve. High five. I hate you all. Um, can I see the Southern Skeleton from here? The great, uh, is that like a Crosby, Stills, Nash song, Southern Skeleton? Southern Skeleton, I'm gonna kill you dead. That's not That's how not the song, the song no. <laughs> when you see oh. a Southern Skeleton Uh-oh. for the first time, thank, thank you, Jason. you wonder why your party went this way. <laughs> I kick, yeah. Because the, so, the, the one that's that you in were the razor will kill you. Because the traps that you were running if from. It's poison. No. Yes, Think no. about no how many poison. times you've been poisoned. <laughs> oh, dear. Everybody's a bard tonight, <laughs> folks. Catch <laughs> up. <laughs> and then uh, favorite things from the year. Um, Scott's wife, Marisa's recipe for Meyer lemon marmalade was excellent. <laughs> Food in jars is the book. Um, available in bookstores. Available in you. bookstores and on Amazon. <laughs> uh, podcasts, the Flophouse. Really, I got into the Flophouse this year. I haven't listened to all of them yet. Unlike David, I didn't divert my entire August to listening to the Flophouse because <laughs> I know there's a finite number of episodes and they only add one every couple weeks. So I'm going through the back catalog now. And uh, thank you to John Syracuse for recommending it multiple times, I think, before I finally listened to it. And it's great. It takes it a while is, to get through to you. It is my favorite podcast. So <laughs> um, it does. Uh, I really, li- I really liked. I-, I wanted to mention I liked the 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who. I thought it was a, a nice balance hey. of fun and and uh, nostalgic feelings and not too um, kind of over the top with uh, crazy uh, fan reference. Although there were many fan references, in it, it was thought, educational. I thought that was a tough. I thought that was a tough ask to make that episode. Anybody who who drew the assignment that was going to be a tough one, and I thought that Stephen Moffat acquitted himself quite nicely. Uh, I want to mention The Rook, too. I think The Rook was probably my favorite book of the year. So Scott picked yeah, that as uh, in our on our uh, year wrap-up last year. He mentioned that as one of the books that he had liked the best. Good call, Scott. Well, thank you, Public Library. Does anybody know where the sequel stands? He's uh, still writing it. There's got to be another one coming, it, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so he on his blog, he, he wrote uh, a post about his process, which is he writes a really bad draft locks it away for a couple of months, and then goes back to it. So I think he's ending his uh, seclusion period, uh, and he's going to come back to the draft. It's good. We want to read it. That's a good book. Yeah. Uh, the comics that everybody else mentioned, Hawkeye and Saga and Lock and Key, loved them all. Um, uh, I wanted to throw a little bit of a, a plug to the Marvel Unlimited service, which is about, I think it's 60 or $70 a year, but you can li- read as many Marvel comics as you want that they have in their digital archive. And that seems like a lot of money, but I went on a business trip and I read comics on the plane there and back from Marvel Unlimited. And when I got back, I calculated out what the cost of those comics would have been to buy them on Comixology. And it was within like five or $10 of the annual price of Marvel Unlimited. And that was for, you know, a couple, a couple flights. So I think it was a pretty good deal and they've got a pretty decent catalog and it's not the best. It's not as good as comic Comixology, but if you like Marvel comics, uh, you can read a whole lot of comics, uh, for the 60 or 70 bucks that you pay. And, uh, I, I that was a good find. I took a flyer on that, and I was pretty happy. Um, I like Star Trek Into Darkness, which we mentioned already. I, I really did enjoy that a lot, and The World's End. 
And uh, we also mentioned Orphan Black, which I think I, I think I plugged on that Game of Thrones episode as a surprisingly good show. Like Sleepy Hollow was a show that I was kind of intrigued to watch, but I didn't expect a lot of it. And Orphan Black just got better as it went. And uh, I don't know whether the second season will be any good or not. Who knows? I've seen the previews and I'm like, eh, you know, we'll see. But the first episode was, uh, or the first season was great. Just great and got crazy. The mythology seems kind of pedestrian, but the, the actress... Yeah. Is amazing. And the situations, right? And 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 her, you right, know, right. The the way they juggle it, and, yeah. and the, the episode where uh, there's the dinner or the the party at the suburban housewife's house right. is <laughs> uh, the best. Is that was one of the best uh, hours of TV I saw this year. So that's my list, and that's it. We already mentioned Skeletor. Check. We could mention it again. Anything we didn't mention that anybody would like to mention before we before we wrap up 2013 and move forward boldly into 2014? Something. Something to mention. Two two related yep. things. One, we got a fantastic new logo this year. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Thank you right. to the Icon Factory for making our logo with robot, Zeppelin, superhero, dragon, rocket, UFOs, the works. And related, our shirts. Yes, we did the t-shirts. Ah, yes. Zeppelin shirt and uh, logo exciting. shirt. Pretty Exciting. Yeah. I thought of I thought of another Doctor Who podcast that started this year that I was very excited <laughs> about. Of course, I can't finish it without talking about Doctor Who one right, more time. One more That's time. What I'm here for you got it. Uh, it's uh, Doctor Who: The Writers' Room, uh, which is two of the more sort of scholarly and erudite uh, Doctor Who fans uh, discussing the show and sort of breaking it down specifically from a script and writer perspective. Uh, so it gives you a very different take than most of the other 120 Doctor Who podcasts that are out there. And I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and I like that your uh, your suggestion of the uh, of the who's fifty and uh, who is the doctor, which are two uh, Doctor Who episode guides that are interesting because they're really essays about individual episodes of the show. Uh, and I find it fascinating because one of the two authors I agree with almost always, and the other one I agree with almost never. And oh, it's really? Fasc- who, are you going to tell me who? Uh, I agree. I agree with uh, with Graham and not with. Um, the question with the question mark, <laughs> yep. uh, but then every now and then I'll read one and I'll be like, "Whoa, wait a second! I agree. I have um, the polarity has been reversed, and I'm agreeing with the wrong guy." Uh, but those are fascinating, uh, and I like I like those smart smart takes on on those Doctor Who episodes. And every now and then I get very excited because there's an episode that I feel like nobody likes but me, and then one of them likes it, and then I feel like, yeah, I'm not alone. So those were fun suggestions. So thank I'm you. I'm so glad you liked them. Yeah, those are some of my favorite Doctor Who books. Yeah, those are good. Also, if if I can indulge in a in a brief moment of self promotion, the incomparable got a spin off podcast. We, we did, we did. It's true. It's true. It's or at least not- that's how we're billing it in order to get the synergy. <laughs> what's my What's my cut? Uh- <laughs> Your cut. You can have. You can have. You can have twenty percent of everything I've made so far. <laughs> So how much does he owe you? I, I will go as high as 30. Dan, if you get to the end of the season, can I be on your exciting season finale episode? Yeah, I'll think about it. It depends. Okay. How do you feel about the Karate Kid? Well, considering that we already recorded it like five months ago, I think that would be a good idea. Out of all the catchphrases from the incomparable to base a spinoff on... Lex hasn't seen it. Seems the strangest. Lex hasn't seen it. Yeah, so it's not playing, and you can see it at not playing dot... Or listen to it. You can't see it. You have to, you have to not listen to it. If you can see it, that is amazing. That's, that's amazing. It's yeah. not, your not playing dot net, and it's Lex and Dan watching movies they haven't seen. And coming in 2014, 
Eat It Snell, in which Jason eats them. <laughs> in which I eat things. <laughs> yes, I would watch podcast. that. Strangely enough. Of, of food when, and jars. Marmalade, yes. Marmalade and uh, Yeah, food and jars will be in there. Yeah. jars. It's very short. It's just vines. It's just it's vines, vines, Jason, eating things and going like, eh, it's not bad. bad. It's, it's not no bad. actual discussion of what he thinks of the food. It's just no. him chewing. <laughs> it makes for great radio. Going, mm. Oh, the April realizes. 1st episode this year is going to be great. You, you can really fit this podcast is over into your schedule? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very short podcast. It is. Only one episode, too, which is strange. And it's about 20 seconds long. Yeah, you throw that in with D&D and the old movie club and the incomparable media empire is uh, just going crazy. <laughs> also, our show entirely about drafts. Yes. Any day now, we're going to move from question mark, question mark, question mark over to profit. Any day now. Any day now. <laughs> yeah, the draft. Oh, the drafts where we draft things every week. Dan, that is draft so... Draft nation? That, yeah. That is going to happen. Yeah. yeah the, like, the incomparable like draft house I thought was a very good idea where we yeah. draft while we drink. While we drink. That's the way to do it. That's that's where all our money goes that's, into building the incomparable draft house. It is really weird to think of people paying to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is strange, isn't it? But that's the magic of Lex Friedman. Uh, well, that's another new thing this year, wasn't it? We have a, a, a yeah. You're right. A you're wonderful... right, uh, Scott. The uh, we we have sponsors this year. That was a new thing. We have. We thought we'd try. And We're they, beholden and, to and the man. Have, and thank you to Twenty Three and Me for <laughs> <laughs> putting up with us before you. Now go home and rest assured. If you sponsor this show, that will not happen to your business. That was a one-time. Thing. It was a one-time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we make no guarantees. We swear we won't. You, we won't get you shuttered down. by the federal government. We promise. More of a fluke. Yes. Well. It's not really a problem. It's not, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, that's true. Food and Drug Administration goes after host gator next. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real gator. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, a, gator. It's not an actual gator. <laughs> How much genetic material do you have to provide to get your own host name? <laughs> a gator's All worth. <laughs> a gator's worth. All of the DNA. Just spit right into your computer. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it takes right. care of the rest. The uh, So my New, Year, my New Year's resolutions are... Uh, to do an epi- to do episode two, uh, another Professor Syracuse's uh, anime episode would be nice. Uh, like to I'd like to do a game show episode again. Those were really fun. We obviously need to finish that D and D campaign, which I thought was going to be like two or three parts, and it's still going on. <laughs> oh man, wow, Jason, suck. do we have some bad news for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is we're it- on page three of seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, we're about halfway I don't know and I promised that, that that Babylon 5 episode where I was looking through Twitter and discovered that I had said we would do one before we actually even recorded an episode of the podcast and three years later we still haven't done it I actually have a, a, a panel and episode list and we just have to schedule the recording so that'll happen and uh, Steve won't be on it because he thinks it's Star Trek so that's that's <laughs> on my about, list what about the Dark Tower yeah, we can do the Dark Tower. Oh. That's fine. I think you've been pushing back the date for when you'll do a, an episode about The Wire for like two years now. Yeah, so it's on, I'm ready. It's on the list. It's on, still ready. It's on the list. That was going to be my uh, that was going to be my tactical deployment of Philip Michaels was going to be the Wire episode, and then uh, something else happened, and we got some drafts. We're going to do some drafts. I think I think uh, next week's episode will be the video game uh, console draft. Not the no, consoles, not the That's games for consoles. No, I think we have to do it because we already really? recorded that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we'll have some we'll have some other fun stuff. So that's why. Uh, yes, you do. Excellent. We all we all won. Yeah, it was a tie. Anyway, that's it. Any it, it, unless anybody else has a has a, a New Year's uh, resolution podcast resolution that you want to make. 
I'm going to remember to write down all the books I read and movies I watched this year. Like I said, I was going to last year and then didn't. Uh, well, I feel like we should flash back to a clip of you saying that last year. And, <laughs> and we can quote that next year when you forget again. I'm going to keep on doing exactly what I've been doing because apparently it has not turned everybody away from the podcast. Not yet. yet. So. You got to keep up, keep working at it. <laughs> yet, Steve. Double down. It, yeah, Jason, how much of a burden is the incomparable for you now, Greg? Uh, uh, it, it, if if it was a burden, I wouldn't do it. It's it's uh it's uh it's fun. And most weeks, I'll, I'll put it this way: if every episode was as hard to edit as the holiday music episode, I would be in serious trouble. But uh, generally, <laughs> I've gotten the uh, production of the podcast to be pretty fast. So generally, it it uh you know it only takes a, a couple hours to edit, and I, I've got it down to a science. And uh, the conversations are great. I mean, that's bottom line. Um, as we as we wrap this up, is the the great thing about this doing this podcast is that it's it's fun. Uh, the people, like all eighty of you who are on this episode, <laughs> are great. The conversations are fun. I get to discover. Uh, new things that I didn't know about that, new that, I, that I like. New things are good. You inhale them into your brain. And Yay. I also get to share some things that I like with other people, and then they discover them and they like them too. And that's all great. So, you know, that's, and I love the medium of podcasting. I love the conversations that we have. And it's just a lot of fun. If you would ask me if on day, if, if you would actually, if you told me, well, you know, episode 176 is just around the corner when we were doing episode one i would have been like oh god i'm just gonna stop right now but it, but it's it's fun it's still it's still great fun so i'm uh i'm i'm happy to do it i'm glad we're here going into 2014 together and uh that all the listeners out there are listening and writing in and saying they like it that's all that's all great so glad we had this time together <laughs> well that's the uh, no no Sorry, i've been Steve. much more a a listener than a participant but a Listening to the podcast is one of the highlights of my week. I really, really look forward to it. Wow. And so, I did try really hard not to make fun of Greg for this. Not to accidentally be sincere, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who's involved, because it is really, really terrific. That's great. Group hug! Group hug! Group hug! I'm hugging my microphone. And I'll I'll be sincere for a minute too, and and say thank you for letting me play because yeah, seconded. This is the most fun I've had all year, and you know, I mean, I write plays for like people to do and do all these big things and all, and the most fun I've had writing this year was writing the radio shows. So, you know, well, well, you've got access to this kind of acting talent. I understand. That. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, leave at that opportunity. <laughs> I mean, What's how that? could I refuse? Really. <laughs> What's that? What's that? <laughs> I want to say thank you for uh, for the same reason, but also a twofold reason. Uh, thank you for for asking me on because I'm just as David said, I'm having so much fun chatting with you guys. But also thank you for asking me on because that's kind of how I discovered the podcast. So now I can listen to it too and enjoy it. <laughs> the that the way ugly as well. truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll be on your podcast. The the, the, the incompetent? That? What? I don't know. Whatever. I can't complain Podcast. since I didn't know how to pronounce your name. What's that? So pretty much. But that that's my plan is eventually I'll just invite, um, I'll be going door to door or knocking on people's doors saying, would you like to be on my podcast? And if so, then will you listen to it? What is have been listening to True Podcast Confessions. <laughs> What's that? That's our next spinoff. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys like it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the audience that we have. Um, 
they're they're, uh, they're a lot of fun and they talk to us on twitter and some of them don't talk to us on twitter and that's fine too but you're listening and uh and 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 we love you and many of you bought t-shirts and uh totally blew away the t-shirt people who were like this is more t-shirts than we've done before we have to order more shirts now uh yeah. that was great that was that was really great we lead their hall of fame still right yeah that's the sign of success on the internet by the way is t-shirt sales that's it well we'll Woo-hoo. soon bankrupt them okay then my podcast sucks <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta you know just keep at it of course, we don't have any people. Zeppelins on our T-shirts, so maybe see, that's the see, problem. See. There's your problem. Mm. All right. Uh, so this is great, and I declare 2013 to be over and 2014 to have begun, and uh, we're going to go. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I would like to thank my guests one one last time in 2013 and one more time, first time, something like that, for 2014. And this is the robot roll call um, <laughs> for the eight people who are on with me. David Lore, thank you for being here. Crow, <laughs> hand left. Yes, uh, Steve. Steve Lutz, thank you. What a cool guy! Thanks for stinking up the podcast. <laughs> I do what I can, man. <laughs> All right. Happy 2014. It's going to be a good year. I can feel it. It's, it's, it's going to be a good one. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be Best way year. better than 2013. Erica Ensign, thank you for for joining the podcast this year, and uh, hopefully you'll be back with some uh, good stuff next year too. Thank you. I hope so. I was going to do the wisecracker line, but I'm not really a wisecracker, so. Yeah. Icecracker. <laughs> exactly. Wisecrackers are delicious. Dan Morin. Thank Hi. you. You you are the reigning champion. Watch out. David Lore is on your tail. You need to be on more episodes <laughs> in 2014. I'm contractually obligated to be on all episodes. So there you go. Eat it, David. <laughs> <laughs> most tepid rivalry ever <laughs> i can't even say it. He's, he's such a nice guy he'll just kill me off in the next radio drama and it'll be really awkward yeah. i don't know that's okay because scott mcnulty will be killing you off from D very soon scott thank you so Why much for being our dm and show, telling me all the books to read this year i'm different thank you tony sindelar thank you for being here Thank you, Jason Snow. Thank you for being that uh, that guy, Regdar, who's uh, just a guy. Just a guy. Totally normal guy. <laughs> yeah. no one guy who just says thank you the magic. having a couple with no some magic. stupid quip. Uh, Reggie. Don't know. Not everybody has to be special. No, that's right. It's true. Greg Noss, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming to the Stone Brewery and drinking beer with us. Yay! <laughs> that's a gypsy quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going with Thanks, MST Jason. Drinking. Uh, John Syracuse, thank you. As always, for being here. You know, if I recall correctly, not only was Dan Morin on more episodes than I was this year, but so was Scott McNulty, and that should not stand. No. So ne- next year, <laughs> I will endeavor to do better. Awesome. The people demand it, John. The people. You just have to make Scott McNulty do That's worse, good. really. Well, you're on our next two, so that'll be you'll be three for three by the by the time we hit late January. So that's a good start. Off, yeah, off to a good start for everybody, and to, most especially to the listeners out there. Thanks for uh, listening to the incomparable in 2013. Onward to 2014. Um.